It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 11th day of January 2024. My grandmother, Kincaid, would have been 130 years old today. I remember her well and fondly. Uh, this is the horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday. 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And if you pop in just right now, new folks are always welcome, as long as you're not, you know, right, uh, some right-wing asshat or, you know, brain. But I repeat myself. Uh, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers, Ralphs and Squeaky and Theo. Hey, gang. And capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician. Bud Trimmer Emeritus and Zimmergist Extraordinaire Roger in Oregon. Hi, I'm Robin. It is Thorn in the Side Thursday here on the Horn. And a uh, program note before we get to the thank yous. Uh, program note, uh, tomorrow I will be spending the better part of the day as Roxanne Kincaid, amateur Medtrans driver. In other words, I have two different appointments to take my daughter to. One of which begins at 4 p.m. over in Fayetteville and will last an hour. So I think probably the safest thing to do is to simply say Friday on the front porch will start at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow instead of the usual 5. And we'll just jump right into the front porch after a little bit of shilly-shallying on my part. Is that okay? I hope it is because that's the way... I, I, I don't have a choice. Uh, but anyway, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And so consequently, thanks go out to our 11th day of the month subscribers. And that means thank you. Uh, thank you to Lori. Lori said, uh, thanks for the laugh yesterday on your show about your foul problem. I really needed that, plus you need health insurance. It's true. Thank you, Lori. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks as well uh, to Christopher 
in Oregon. Thank you to Tony and Chico. Thank you, David, in Oregon. Thank you to John in Maryland. Thank you, John. And thanks to everybody who helps keep this little independent, non-corporate, not-driven-by-profit, independent, progressive, liberal, a lot of adjectives there, uh, effort at broadcasting on the air for approaching, my goodness gracious, 20 years. And just looking at the looking at the calendar and everything, we are precisely uh, 24 days away from the 20th anniversary of the horn. I did, however, look at the, the I, t- I took a longer look at the calendar. The actual anniversary will fall on uh, Sunday, February 4th. Yeah, that's a Sunday. So we'll celebrate it both on. Uh, the second of uh, the second of February and the fifth of February. Oh, and, and just another reminder uh, for those of you who like to uh, help out via the postal service. You know the the, the box over at uh, 1038 North Eisenhower Drive, PMB 318, Beckley, West Virginia 25801. Um, Going forward, checks and money orders, please make them payable to Robin Kincaid, R-O-B-Y-N-K-I-N-C-A-I-D, because, uh, like I said, we're transitioning away from the old, uh, the old account to a new account at a different, at a different financial institution. And so that's the way the account is set up over there. Uh, I, I did that back when I was running for office. Which leads me to another topic, or, well, I mean, it's throwing the side Thursday, so this counts. Oh, fundraising goal. Uh, we are at $600. So yesterday and today, that's all. We're not that desperately in the hole. So thank you to everybody who's kept things marginally sane. I genuinely do appreciate it. And hopefully maybe we can get yesterday funded today. That would be great. And thanks for the magnificent challenges yesterday. Thank you so much. And big, hey, big thank yous uh, to Tristan. Uh, if you're listening, Tristan, uh, thank you so much. The package arrived. It was in perfect condition. Uh, Tristan sent a tin of Trader Joe's uh, salted caramel hot cocoa mix, uh, a box of applets and cotlets, those wonderful little, it's almost like Turkish delight, uh, that's made up in Washington State, a beautiful hunk of cheese, and some salmon. And it was absolutely delicious. And whomever, thank you, thank you, thank you, whomever sent along the cured grape wood, ah, swoon, and the timing was perfect because I got the grape wood today at the same time that I got the package of screws for my, 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 for my smoker. And so hopefully when the weekend comes, if it's not absolutely pouring, I'm going to get that thing put together and I might just run out and, oh, do a pork shoulder or something. Oh, that's And I've got this beautiful, beautiful grape wood. So gorgeous. It came from a place in Dallas. So I don't recall seeing a note of any, uh, from anyone saying I'm sending you this, but thank you, um, anonymous friend of... Roxanne and her smoker, thank you so much 
So I, the thing, look at all, I'll be smoking and sous-viding over the weekend, and I will report back accordingly. Uh, but I, I kind of hate I kind of hate to lead the program with this because it's very definitely personal, uh, or well, to me. Uh, all right, brother Deacon, quit it. Careful, Kincaid. That cured grapewood is laced with the fentanyl. It came across from the southern border. I'm sure it is. That should that should add that'll add flavor to the pork shoulder. But I've I've had friends saying, "Hey, when when are you going to do the?" Uh, when are you going to do the, uh, the 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 pickled kaneka again? So, oh, I have so many plans for this smoker now. But what? So, you know, for months now, I have been saying that as soon well as soon as the legislative session in West Virginia closed out last year, I, I remember saying, "Well, I guess I've gotten a reprieve for another year." Turned out, it wasn't another year. And again, this isn't so much about me or talking about you know. The, this is what fascism looks like in 2024 in the United States of America, and it looks surprisingly like what fascism looked like in 1933 in Germany. And I'm not exaggerating. Yes, it's true. Only Hitler can be Hitler. Only Mussolini can be Mussolini. Only Franco can be Franco. But by the same token, fascism is fascism is fascism is fascism. And it's all over the country. It's all over the country in, in, in the forms of book bans, in the form of efforts to prevent people from voting. Down in Nash Vegas, Tennessee, Cameron Sexton, the Speaker of the Tennessee House, has decided that he really don't want to hear from none, uh, uh, again this year from them uppity Negroes. So he's done everything he can to silence the Tennessee Three. I, it, it beggars belief. And frankly, I could go on at some considerable length. But in terms of just, you know, personally, me, like I said, at the end of the session last year, I felt like I said I felt like I'd gotten a reprieve. As I noted yesterday, the West Virginia legislative session opened with uh, Make West Virginia Great Big Old Governor Jim Justice and his State of the State by him and Baby Dog. And they got right to work. Oh, they did. So let me... Let me tell you about Senate Bill... Uh, West Virginia Senate Bill... HB, or I mean House Bill, HB 195. Remember, last year the Senate introduced a bill that would have made it a felony for me to go to Walmart to get a loaf of bread and a jug of milk. Well, that, that wasn't enough. 
I understand now why the bill didn't pass in the Senate. It wasn't hateful enough. So now uh, we have HB 195 that defines my life as obscene. Obscene. I, someone who goes everywhere she goes with a smile on her face, happy to finally be living authentically, happy to finally be able to be who I've been since the moment I developed consciousness, in the eyes of the Republican majority in this state, am obscene. And so, apparently, I am obscene and not heard. For the purposes of any prohibition, protection, or requirement, and that, and let's and, and before that, oh, she's being uh, she's being ridiculous again. No, because I'm going to share with you the language in a moment. This isn't a drag ban. This isn't a stripping ban. This is an ordinary human being living their life ban. For the purposes of any prohibition, protection, or requirement under any and all articles and sections of this code, protecting children from exposure to indecent displays of an obscene or sexually explicit nature, such prohibited displays shall include but not be limited to any transvestite and or transgender exposure, performances, or display to any minor. That literally means me going to the grocery store. That literally means me stopping at the Rippy Mart. That literally means me going down to the Dollar General in the food desert. That literally means me in the Piggly Wiggly pining for that big, beautiful sirloin tip roast I was talking about. That literally means my everyday existence. That means me when I go all the way to Beckley to pick up the mail at the UPS store. Me going to the bank. Me stopping uh, stopping to uh, go through a drive through or get a sandwich or... Uh, just maybe take a walk through the mall, which amazingly is still a going concern. This is me trying on shoes. And I know, me, 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 me. But it's also every other person of transgender experience like me. Be they trans men, trans women, non-binary, doesn't matter. We are obscene for merely being alive. I found out about this last night. Miss Terry sent it to me. And I wrote back and said, told you. But I mean, on the first day of the session, y'all, the first day of the session, And I'm infuriated. I'm heartbroken. 
but I'm infuriated. There is nothing... Listen, the browser histories of practically every one of those godforsaken maggot Republicans down there in Charleston is, I am absolutely certain, far more obscene... No, not even comparatively. Their browser histories are obscene. I'm just a woman living her life. Harming no one. And it's the same with all my other friends. My sisters, my brothers, my nibblings here. Mountaineers, Montani Semper Liberi, y'all. Mountaineers are always free. Asterisk. Unless women, unless trans, unless of color. God help you if you are all three. So that was the House. The same bill was introduced in the Senate last year. But they made sure to make it even more hateful when they sent it to the when when they filed it in the House. So enter SB, that was HB 195. This is SB 197. Brand new. The Senate of the state of West Virginia also says I'm obscene. And they use similar language. Obscene matter as defined in section 618A1 of this code is prohibited in or within 2,500 feet of any public school, library, classroom, building, or other facility under the general supervision of the state board, of, uh, state board including any public school building containing any grades of pre-kindergarten through 12, any public charter school building, any multi-county career technical education center building, and any buildings of the West Virginia schools for the deaf and blind. And that obscene matter, well, obscene matter means matter that is, is prohibited display shall include but not be limited to any transvestite, transvestite or transgender exposure performances or display to any minor. Exposure. In other words, again, just being alive. I'm not going to sit here and melt down on air. It's far too early for that. I mean, I, that's the thing. I know, I, you know, I have, I, I had a cup of coffee in law school. I know how these things work. Both bills have to clear their respective houses. They have to get out of committee. They have to go to the floor. But I'd say the odds are solid that they do. Because the cruelty is the point. And so I, it'll be six weeks with the sword of Damocles hanging over my head. And the head of every other trans person in this state. I don't hide who I am. But the funny thing is trans is not my identity. Woman is. Trans is a process I had to go through to get to where I am. 
I don't wear any trans pride pins or uh, stickers or, or walk around with a trans pride flag as a cape. Nothing on my car. Nothing on my home. Just live my life. I mean, this bill is so stupid and problematic, but that that's never that's never slow to mag it down, has it? Because what these dipshits don't understand, if they're gonna if they're gonna run around uh, basing criminal action on every time some little kid says, "Mommy, look at the tall lady," or "Mommy, look at the short man," and then I guess we're gonna have to have genital inspection. That's going to be a little curious. I I don't know how they plan to enforce it, but it's the fact that they do plan to enforce it that is terrifying, because it means they will do so arbitrarily and capriciously. But what what I was saying, I understand the process. It has to go through committee. It has to get out of committee. It has to be voted on in both both houses of the... Of the, of the legislature, and then it has to go to the governor for his signature, and of course, make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice and the baby, and baby dog will sign it into law. And then there will be lawsuits. There will be a petition for an injun- a, a temporary injunction, and uh, followed by a, per, per, a uh, permanent one. And that'll take some time. Uh, let's say it passes in. Oh, late February. It'll probably have an effective date of July 1, 2024. Which means it probably won't get to the Supreme Court until sometime in 2026. And hopefully we'll be enjoined during that time. This is just West Virginia desperately wanting to be Tennistan and Kentucky Stan and Alabama and Florida Stan. And Texas stand. But I would be lying if I didn't say I was terrified. I would be lying if I didn't say I am terrified. Because you see, bills like this are a sort of dog whistle or bull Connor horn as the case may be and it tells like-minded individuals that it's okay to harm people and again I knew this was coming it's 2024 it's a presidential election year and the people who line the pockets of these maggots who told them, oh, this is a winning issue. We've got to protect the children. You know, from the 60-year-old lady going grocery shopping. Now, polling data from 2022 says that less than 5% of people voting even considered this as an issue. And it resulted in resounding defeats in places that matter, like, you know, Michigan. But you can't rest on your laurels.
so I, you know, I, 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 I ask your kind forbearance because this is going to be six incredibly difficult weeks for me. I was talking with my therapist earlier today. And I told her the same thing that I've said here. I know what the process is. But what I know intellectually is not the same thing as the damage done emotionally. I love this state. Anybody who's been listening to this program for 20 years or even some portion thereof knows how much I love this state. Troubled, blasted, broken, beaten, abused, burned. I love this state. And I want to see it get better. And it was so... Yeah, I know I know this is entirely too twee a word, but it's real. It was so triggering. Because the emotional impact is not identical to the intellectual impact. So I assume at some point in time I will be visiting the Capitol. Uh, probably more than one occasion during this session. And there's another question that goes with this. And I'd actually be interested in your input. I'm always, what do you mean, I actually, I'm always interested in your input. The Democratic Party in West Virginia is a dead letter. Seeing the filing of these bills made me feel like, because I'd almost come to the conclusion, you know, nah, I'm not interested, I'm not going to run. Now I feel like it's almost incumbent. The seat that I ran for last time has no incumbent in it. But running as a Democrat is a lost cause. And I'm almost beginning to think that running as an independent is the only viable way forward. And I feel kind of icky about it because I've always been a Democrat. But from the top down, the Democratic Party in West Virginia is deader than Pharaoh's cat. And it's going to stay that way for rather the foreseeable future. Joe Manchin killed it. The maggots capitalized. And, you know, the West Virginia Democratic Party isn't even coughing up blood on the back stoop anymore. It's just dead. It's dead, Jim. There's our obligatory Star Trek reference for the evening. So, uh, your thoughts on any of this are welcome. Um, I, I look forward to talking about it. For those of you who are, for those, uh, two prongs. For those of you who are and have experience being, living uh, with oppression, marginalization, 
I'm open to being I'm open to being counseled and taught. And for those of you who have considerable privilege, what would it feel like to you to have the political leadership of your state debating your very right to exist in the halls of your and chambers of your legislature? Because that's the crux of the matter. My right to exist is being debated. When I'm every bit as much West Virginian, every bit as much American as anyone in that building. But somehow, I am a suitable topic for debate. And I am deemed obscene. 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 Oddly enough, Brother Deacon Asa, you are not the first person to say that. For Christ's sake, run as a Republican. Those dumbasses will vote for anyone with an R after their name. Once you're in, you can carry out your own agenda or even switch parties. You think you're any worse at this game than Governor Kunta Kinte is? It's a possibility. But I think I'd have to do that really fast, and I probably couldn't qualify to uh, file in. I, I couldn't. I think there's like a 30-day window, so it may be too late, too late to register and run that way. My only choice is to either get, either run as a Democrat, run as an Independent, or get the nomination of the Mountain Party. Oh dear. Here's how you win as an independent. There is usually one line below the candidate's name that is up to the candidate to fill in. You put neither Republican nor Democrat, then you win. That's Randy Radar. Uh, our ballots don't look like that. But, hmm, a lot to think about. A lot to think about coming up. But your input uh, really is welcome in this case. If only to, uh, you know, get me in off the ledge. Now that I've quit smoking, I don't even have cigarette butts to flick down and make the maggot hats catch fire. How interesting, Routes. Rob says, uh, I talked to my therapist today about West Virginia and Jim Justice. She was very surprised about how dead the Democratic Party is. Well, it is. Uh, I don't even know if there are, uh, well, I think there are nine, maybe. Uh, no, eight. I think there are eight members of the Democratic Party in the entire House of Delegates in West Virginia. I think there are two in the entire Senate out of, like, 30. And that's how bad it is. Okay. Um, Brother Deacon Asa, point taken. 
Also, I don't know about your gender identity, but your food porn's pretty obscene, I'd say. Well, I'm going to take that part as a compliment. Uh, Matt in San Francisco asks, school for the blind and deaf? Ah, says Matt. I don't mean to be insensitive, but how would a blind student be impacted by a trans woman walking down the sidewalk outside their school? My husband is not trans, but he has long black hair down to his back and is often mistaken for a woman. Does that mean if we happen to be visiting one of these states, we would be arrested and fined because someone watching got a willy from watching him swish? I mean, really, what is this all about? This transphobia is really driving me bonkers. I really think these Republicans just want to fuck with people, rile up the base, and get people who don't fit into their assumption of what a specific gender should look like. Well, get them hurt or killed at the very least. Cause them to have to worry and constantly be looking over their shoulder. I really wish they would just get the fuck over it. Amen, Matt. It really harkens me back to the 80s and 90s when we had the Biggs Initiative and debates on whether gay people could be teachers, etc. I remember Harvey Milk on the TV basically repeating the refrain, Come out, come out wherever you are. They find it harder to hate us once they realize they know us. Yeah, I, I wish we were not such a tiny minority inside the LGBTQ rain, uh, plus rainbow, Matt, because... Honestly, there's one line that just suits all this. We're here, we're queer, get over it. And as hurtful as that word was, I am learning to embrace it. God knows I got called it enough growing up. And that was before, well, I mean, that was just because I was the smartest kid in class and made all the made, made nothing but A's. And didn't talk like this. Queer. And then, you know, the stick of Woodward. I, I, answer to Matt's question. Stephen New York says, I think it boils down to this. You won't go away, so they will make you go away. That's the part I don't understand, though. I, nobody, nobody stares at me. Uh, I, there's, there's, there's nothing. I mean, nothing. I'm boring, you know, except for these three hours. I go everywhere. I do whatever I need to do. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't cause a fuss. Oh, but by the way, 2,500 feet of a, squ- a school, that means when I'm in the Dollar General, I am committing a felony. That means when I am at the Dairy Queen in Fayetteville, I am committing a felony because 2,500 feet is basically a half a mile. This being a rural rural community, it's kind of hard not to be 2,500 feet from a school. Oh, uh, but they did fix one thing. Like I said, last year's Senate bill was not mean enough. 
because it just made it made made it a five year felony for me to be seen by some kid in Walmart or Kroger's. That was not enough uh, coercive force. Now it's ten years. Ten years, y'all. In a hellhole called Mount Olive. And once upon a time, I would have said, look, this is just performative bullshit. It can't possibly stand. It'll be struck down by any court uh, that has two brain cells to rub together. But those days are gone. Down in Florida, Florida, Monkey Up's pet legislature wants people to sign sworn oaths that the gender marker on their driver's license is the same as what was assumed of them at birth. I got to think that's going to piss off the cis people. Because they're going to have to swear that they really are a woman or really are a man. And there's going to be some really uncomfortable genital inspections, I guess, under the West Virginia statute. 2,500 feet from a school, Matt says, so do they think trans people don't have kids in school, so parent-teacher conferences must be over Zoom? So many questions. So damn few answers. No, that just like that. Actually, that's that's probably coming next. You know, they're already talking about it in Ohio. Just saying that being a parent, a trans parent of a child, is child abuse, or being a cis parent of a trans child is child abuse. Yeah, what if I want to go to a high school football game? Nope. What if I want to see one of my grandchildren graduate? Nope. But what this is really about is making sure that there's nobody, like, doing talks in the schools. This is a way of uh, committing a First Amendment violation by making sure there are no, for instance, uh, GSAs in high schools, gay-straight alliances, or LGBTQ plus clubs. Because, you know, they, there might be trans kids who want to come out in school. And I dare say, even at the little pissant high school my kids graduated from, it's almost impossible that there aren't some at least gender-creative people there. Yeah, you remember the story from a little while back about the school that was, uh, what was it, the school in Texas that was putting on Oklahoma? And they were trying to make sure that only girls played girls and only boys played boys? 
but that didn't include trans boys. I, I realize this is Kulturkampf. But it's still terrifying. And it still creates the brain worms in me. I was going over it with my therapist earlier today. Do I leave? What does that plan look like? How does that even happen? I, I'm, al- I'm almost consigned to stay here and fight and take what comes. Uh, Steve responding, intellectual versus emotional unease and anxiety. Intellectual is countable. It's quantifiable. The sum of the facts equals the amount of the anxiety. It's like an equation. Subtract X from the left side, the other side goes down by the same amount. I can tell you I've had emotional unease and anxiety for a bit now. It's not logical. It's one of those things where the sum of the facts are far less than the amount of emotional unease and anxiety. And, and the thing is, it stays with you. I mean, all day today, I, I was out running errands. I went to the, like I said, I went to the post office, went to the bank, got lunch, bought gasoline. And everywhere I stopped would have been a felony under this bill. And everywhere I stopped, I thought about how it would be a felony under this bill. I saw children. They want to make sure no child ever sees me. How do I how do I how do I just stay hiding in my home? Can my grandchildren not come into my home? What if I'm just padding around in my house slippers and my truly hideous uh, corduroy ankle-length nightgown? Is that obscene? Is it obscene when a cis woman does it? I I realize we're into some serious navel-gazing here, and I should probably shut up about it because half the audience has probably already gone, fuck it, She's 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 off down the trans path. But I'm reminded of Carl Malden in those ancient American Express ads. What will you do? What will you do? And I honestly don't know. Cynthia with a note. And I'm still waiting for my acorn smoker to ship. I have no idea when it'll ship, but I'll be looking to use it as soon as it eventually does arrive. I gather the manufacturer is experiencing high demand. And about the only difference I see between Hitler and Trump is that Hitler actually served in the military during World War I, whereas Trump is an asshole draft dodger. Otherwise, unless people wake the fuck up right now, I wonder if this is my last year, good year on Earth. Sigh, Cynthia. And you're and, and, and Cynthia, you're thinking like that 
in the relative safety of San Jose. Cynthia says, P.S., still glad I don't live in Florida, Ohio, and a host of other states. P.S., again, we aren't the obscene people. The pigs are. Amen. Amen. And, Cynthia, I wanted to tell you something. I thought about you. I heard, you know, every now and then a song comes on, you know, that Australian girl in my phone decides I need to hear something. And I heard a song by James McMurtry. And I thought of my Canadian friends, and I thought of you. It opens with, I was driving through southern Alberta, and the name of the song is Canola Fields. Canola Fields about as green, or Canola Fields about as chartreuse as that bug you drove, that 69 bug you drove around San Jose. And all I had to hear was San Jose. Cynthia, I thought of you. And that's part and parcel of what 20 years of doing this will do. Because y'all have shared your lived reality with me, as I have tried to share with you. And so I hear canola fields of southern Alberta, and I start thinking of all the Canoodlian contingent of the Horn Family Community Congregation. I hear San Jose, I think of you. There's another. There's a reference uh, to Los Gatos. I don't think I know any. I don't think we have any Horn Family Community members in Los Gatos. But if if there are, I want to know because I'll I'll think of you next time I hear this song. And if you and it's a beautiful song. I mean, it's just gorgeous. The lyric is amazing. The phrasing is just powerful. It's a love song. But just the the, the, the turns of phrase. And it's a little bit different because at one point he sings, you can't be young and do that. You can't be young and do that. And I heard it and went, wow. But that's the way my mind works. I hear a place name and I start putting people to it. I think about New York. I think about Lee. I think about Steve. I think about Tara. I think about Brandon and Fennell. I think about um, I think about Gary. So many people. I hear I hear Atlanta. I think about Malloy. I think about Reggie and Decatur. I hear Jimmy Buffett singing "Starsville on Alabama," and I think of Miss Terry and all my friends down on the Gulf Coast. I mean, that's that's just, you know, like I keep saying, like how my mind works. Um, Ken in Erie said, you should be scared, Robin. 
I am as an ally, also concerned that a campaign would draw a target on your back. I fucking hate these <clears throat> people. <clears throat> yeah, I think about it too. So I don't know. Uh, my, to be quite honest, my head's kind of a mess. But I'll be okay. Steve in New York says, it's not about Robin. It's about people like Robin because they just don't like people like you. Robin, what exactly was it about Jews that gave Hitler et al. the fantods? For whatever reason, they decided they didn't like Jews. Asking why doesn't matter. It's not logical. There's no reason. By the way, I know I'm not practicing what I'm preaching because I ask myself this question all the time. The sad fact is that we LGBTQ plus folks should probably just resolve ourselves to the fact that some don't like us and we need to be on alert. The problem is, as you know, it forces us to be constantly on alert and on the lookout for people who mean us harm. It sucks. It's stressful. The worst thing is that it forces to, uh, us to be suspicious of everyone. And you know what? Most people are indifferent at worst. We have to protect ourselves from the people who mean us harm. The way we do that? By treating everyone with suspicion. Robin, that's tiresome. It's wearisome. But it is sadly necessary. Yeah. And yet it doesn't change the fact that for the most part, everywhere I go, everything I do, I do with a certain quantum of joy. Not a thrill. Not as though it were some perversity. And by the way, I take umbrage with being lumped in uh, transvestite or transvestite and or transgender. You know, they, they went to the trouble to make sure that everybody knew they weren't just mad at the drag queens this time. It's sickening. And I know people who vote Republican, and they are good people. They're nice people. Don't, don't hate. Some are friends. And I resisted the urge last night to jump onto Facebook and say, uh, this is for all my friends on my list, in, you know, in, in my friends list on, on this page who vote Republican, and then explain what the what the Republicans in the legislature have done and have said, and, and, and then say, is this what you voted for? Because this is, the, this is what the people you voted for are voting for. And they impute their actions to you. You can either denounce this loudly... Or you can be counted among them. I mean, isn't that true? Yeah, well, but they protected my right to keep my grandpappy's old squirrel rifle. Nobody was taking that away. There was never any desire. There's not a Democrat in West Virginia that, 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 would, that would vote against guns.
But here we are. Thanks, Randy Radar. Matt adds, subject line, 1%. The first trans person I met was in my early sobriety, so 37 years ago. You know, congratulations, Matt. That is such an amazing thing to be able to say. So 37 years ago. I know many trans people, both male to female and female to male. I personally think there are many more trans people than what the current accepted 1% number is. I'm also sure there are other people that I know who are trans, and I don't even know it. So basically, I know people. I don't obsess over people's gender. I'm kind of like, is this person decent or is this person an asshole? It rarely has anything to do with their gender. Although my unscientific observation is straight-presenting men seem to be overrepresented in the asshole category. I like how you said straight-presenting. Because, again, we're back to the browser history of all those maggots in Charleston. You know, they're, 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 they're in session for about six weeks, and it's the damnedest thing. I saw this statistic last year. I forget if it was X-Hamster or Pornhub. But they do keep an eye on their usage and where it happened, where it comes from and the like. And, you know, the, the, the Cletus Caucus down in Charleston hasn't figured out VPNs yet. And so for the six weeks, you know, I've joked in the past about how on football game day Saturdays in Morgantown, Mountaineer Field itself, which can hold around 70,000 people, uh, in a, on most Saturday home game days, becomes the third largest city in West Virginia all by itself, just the stadium. So I understand notions of concentration. Well, in the six weeks in which... <laughs> this, is, this is just so pathetically hilarious... And given an opportunity, I intend to draw attention to this fact. During the six weeks when the Republican legislature, the almost entirely Republican legislature of the state of West Virginia meets in Charleston, for those six weeks, Charleston, West Virginia, little bitty Charleston, West Virginia. There aren't many state capitals smaller than Charleston, West Virginia. But for those six weeks, Charleston, West Virginia becomes, it, it enters the top 20 of cities across the United States in terms of consumption of, wait for it, trans porn. I'm sure all those good, God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing, Christ-centered, evangelical, fundamentalist, amosexual, Christian, Republican maggots are just researching, looking for the obscene material. <sighs> yeah, and, and, and of course, probably 99% of trans porn is pre-op trans girls. Topping. Men. Yeah. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't get near a, a republic. I wouldn't get near the Speaker of the House or the President of the Senate's office if I was wearing a NASA suit that went to the moon. Like I said, it's funny but pathetic at the same time. It's the hypocrisy, y'all. Uh, Brother Deacon Asa says, 
I'm almost willing to bet they won't find you obscene if you strap a hog leg the size of an elephant's dong to your belt before you head over to the Wally world. <laughs> this is a 44 Magnum revolver, the most powerful handgun in the world. And what you gotta ask yourself, punk, is whether I've shot five or whether I've shot six. Well, punk, do you feel what you gotta ask yourself is, do I feel lucky? Sorry. My Clint Eastwood isn't nearly as good as my Yule Brenner. We're in the midst of all this shit, and I'm still gonna find a way to get a giggle out of it somewhere. Lori kind of reinforced the value of having a chuckle here and there uh, with her note that I shared earlier. Thanks for talking about your foul problems, Robin. <laughs> Those are the guinea hens. And then, you know, the rooster. Hanny cockle-doo! Um, let's not go back there. Clarence, be you, Robin. I have no problem with you talking about your life. Fuck those who don't like you talking about your life. My hood philosophy about judging is there are only two positions of status in life. Either you're all right or you ain't shit, no more or no less. Keep on rocking, Robin. See what I did there? I see what you did there, Clarence, and thank you for that. That's rather a... I, 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 like, I, I like that. I like that binary dichotomy. Only two positions of status in life. Either you're all right or you ain't shit. That sorts itself out pretty pretty well, doesn't it? Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Um, uh, Lou in, in PA says, might the ACLU or some such organization help? Um, I'm sure they will. Uh, there will be rallies, there will be protests, and I will be part of them. Because silence is complicity. At least that's what I've always been taught. Uh, time to move to New York City, Arnold says. Yeah, because I could afford to do that. Shit, I couldn't afford a refrigerator box over a subway grate. I know it is, Arnold. And, <laughs> I mean, look, it's just like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Bridget Ziegler and Christian Ziegler down in Florida. He's the head of the maggot party down there, or was. And she's the co the co-founder of Moms for Liberty. Sit, Liberty, sit. Ooh. Also known as the brown skirts that run around barking and grunting and hooting about uh, the queers and trying to get books out of schools. And then the next thing you know, there's a sex tape of uh, uh, Bridget engaged in some truly high lesbicious tea. 
She's probably like Roy Cohn. She's not gay. She just likes to have sex with women. They're out there. Lou says we can set you up in rural Pennsylvania. I like rural Pennsylvania. It's just not a safe state yet. Um, Maryland is allegedly safe, but they haven't taken on. You know know what the closest truly safe state for me is? Illinois. I don't know that I could ever cope with something like Chicago. I'm not... I may be too old to become a city mouse. But, you know, down, you know, Champaign-Urbana, you know, it'd be nice if there was a college campus, you know, take some take some classes just to keep my brain uh, circulating. But again, the logistics are almost impossible to ponder. New York City, says Emilio. So how do they plan on enforcing these laws? Deputizing church lady snitches? It's going to have to be a lot of potty peeping. And, well, when you consider, you know, the trans porn issue in, the, in Charleston and everything. Ha! Huh? That, that may be the point. We are, after all talking about perverts and by perverts I mean Republicans and by Republicans I mean maggots and by and by both I mean perverts so what do you re- what do you recommend uh, brother Deacon Asa as far as a uh, uh, the aforementioned hog leg 44 mag 357 mag wheel gun semi-auto one of those 50 caliber desert eagles. I'd walk, if I strapped one of those things on, I'd walk like Chester from Gunsmoke, you know, all sort of tilted over to one side. Marshall Dillon! Okay, that's enough. That's, that really, honest to God, that is enough of me. Because I've just filler-robstered the first hour on this topic, and I've, I hope I have not been too uh, self-centered. That being the case, thanks. I have some thanks to send out. Thank you so much to Shorty in L.A. Shorty, thank you, dear. Uh, We've just gone from uh, 659 to 559. And uh, thank you, Ralphs. Turns out, uh, Nitwit Nero rehearsed his unhinged fraud trial rant for days before the judge made him shut up. Ralph says, I'll offer a $25 challenge for Donnie rehearsing his closing argument. So if somebody would like to kick in $25, Ralph will turn it into $50 for you. And and we'll be down to uh, $509 to go. Yeah, Nikki McCann Ramirez and Aswin Subasang reporting for Rolling Stone. The former president launched into an unauthorized tirade in court after being barred from personally delivering closing arguments in his New York civil fraud trial. 
Sources told Rolling Stone that Trump had been rehearsing what he thought would be a blistering, dramatic conclusion to the case that will determine the fate of his business empire. On Wednesday, the theatrical plan by Trump and his attorneys fell apart after Trump's legal team, led by Chris Kyes, refused to agree to conditions that would restrict him from going off topic or attacking individuals involved in the trial. Didn't matter. Without waiting for Engoron's permission, Trump began delivering a grievance-laden tirade from the defense table after asking once again if he could address the court calling the trial a political witch hunt and saying that we should receive damages for what we went through. This is a fraud on me. What's happened here, sir, is a fraud on me. We have a situation where I'm an innocent man. I am an innocent man. Sorry, Billy Joel. I've been persecuted by somebody running for office, and I think you have to go outside the bounds. Oh, sweet Jesus. Good Lord. There's, 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 there's no bottom. And Judge Ngoron, so as not to create any sort of uh, possible allegation of error... Let him ramble on. <laughs> Basically, he was letting uh, the Attorney General's office and, well, every other law enforcement agency who has an interest in Nitwit Nero uh, have a transcript of him damning himself. So he's been, Nitwit Nero has been telling cronies and minions and the like that he planned on doing this. It's been, he's been saying this for weeks. And he's been infor- uh, informally rehearsing uh, his uh, uh, dipshit Jeremy ad. Because you see, Judge Ngoron said, okay, that's fine. You can, uh, I'll, I'll let him deliver a closing statement. He cannot, however, and these are not, ir- these are not irrational uh, guardrails. It's typical in any courtroom setting. He cannot attack the court. He cannot attack the court staff. He cannot try to turn it into a campaign commercial. And his lawyer realizing that if he agreed to it, would probably find himself in deep shit with the New York State Bar when his client went off, rejected the, the, the very mild common sense limitations. And so it was that he, he sat there at council table after having first spoken to the pixel-stained wretches outside, saying the trial is a disgrace, a terrible witch hunt. So sitting at council table, I want to speak. I want to make the summation. You're not letting me speak, make me summation, let me make the summation, because I'll bring up things he doesn't want to hear. We'll be having a press conference after the court adjourns. 
Thank you, Clarence, for answering Ralph's Nitwit Nero Actually Rehearsed Challenge. Thank you so much, Clarence. Um, oh, don't start with me, Lou. Maybe to help you think about something else. And, and I did, you know, in addition to thinking about what they're doing in Charleston, I've been thinking uh, how lovely the, the, the McMansions uh, above Cheat Lake outside of Morgantown are and wondering if maybe Nick Saban might, and Mrs. Saban might like to uh, get a nice retirement home there. Uh, Lou says, uh, one, Pennsylvania has a team in the ascendant Big Ten. SEC is on an irreversible decline. Two, we have the Phils and the Pirates and not the Mets. Hi, Kevin, in Colorado Springs. Three, please tell me you've seen Trump's Iowa campaign video and God made Trump. Not only have I seen it, Lou, I ran it on this program a couple of nights ago. Dear God, complete with the bad... And by bad, I mean worse than even my Paul Harvey, the old horse molester uh, impression. Good day. I love go- I love going to Bucks games. I've never been to a Phil's game. So uh, we are. T- uh, oh, and thank you, thank you, Charlene, in Rogues Island. Uh, Charlene followed up on her response to the challenge yesterday. Thank you, Charlene. So, it, uh, so we are down to uh, uh, five hundred and nine dollars to come up even with uh, this part of the this far into the January calendar. Thank you, Clarence. Thank you, Ralph. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me uh, let's see. Let's go to the stress line, and then we will go to the Skype line. Hey, welcome to the program. Would that be me? That would be you. Yeah, I haven't called for about twelve or fifteen years. Do you have any God, idea who it is? Verbo. Huh? No. Who? Pardon? Yes, you're exactly right. You're exactly yeah, I, right. I, I thought, it is I, I. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh, Reverbo, and then you made me think maybe it wasn't. No, I've, I've changed my phone. Well, I don't know if I've changed my phone numbers that much, but, uh, you know, it's interesting because the reason I called, it sort of had to do with the problems you're going to be having in West Virginia, but I started, for some reason I thought, you know, you said, You've said, look, no singing on your show anymore. We don't want any singing. And then I say, But I thought some of your savvy listeners, this is you. And if you can tell me, if anybody of your listeners can tell me who made this song popular, well, I guess they get a, they get a prize. I don't know. Cowbell. And the first, and it starts off, tweedly diddly dee, tweedly diddly dee. Any idea what this is? Yes, <laughs> I, I can. I can. I can name. I can name that. I can name that tune in one tweedle. Do you know who made this song famous? Uh, but not, this is you. 
Yeah, I know that. I know. Okay. Right. I know the song. I don't know who made it famous. Well, I don't have to sing it, but I can narrate it. You know, he rocks in the treetop all the day long, hopping and a bopping and a singing his song. All the little birds, birds on, on Jaybird, Jaybird Street. Street love to hear that Robin go tweet, tweet, tweet. Rockin' Robin. Uh-huh. Tweet, that's, tweet. that's you. I've decided that's you. Go Rockin' Robin, because we're really going to rock tonight. And for some reason, that got me to call you after 15 years. Well, whatever it took, <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you decided to do it. It cannot have been 15 well, years, Reverbo. Oh, God. It was, I don't know. It's been goddamn long, I'll tell you. Yeah, maybe so this, 10-ish? Me, listen to this. It says, and this is all according to the Internet, so it has to be true. It says, written by Leon Rene. That can't be his real name. Rockin' Robin was recorded by Bobby, Bobby Day. That's, that's the guy we were looking for. Released as a single in 1958, 21 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100, peaking at number two. I'll be dipped. But I'll tell you, this is, uh, for some reason, I thought, you know what? This could be your alter ego here. You're, you're rocking Robin. I don't know. Yeah, we, all we got to, all we got to do is change the pronouns and we're good. Let's see. What else does he say here? Here's an interesting lyric. A pretty little raven at the bird band stand talking how, how to do the bop and it was grand. They started going steady and bless my soul. <laughs> he outbopped the buzzard and the Orioles. My old state. And the Orioles. There you have it. The only other thing I wanted to say was that um, so much is going on, but do you agree that we got to get rid of the orange idiot? before we can tackle Ukraine or the Mideast. This feels like one of those situations where we absolutely must, Reverbo, be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. I don't know what to do. What is the priority here? You know, I, uh, my pri- I'm not sure we can do much about the Ru- Russians. I'm not sure we can do much about the crazy religious fanatics. But we sure as hell ought to be able to do something about that fucking Trump, or 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 not. No, I I, I think we're trying. I mean, like I said, he just handed an enti- an entire dossier to every, uh, every prosecutor working working his cases with his diatribe in uh, in in uh, uh, civil court in Manhattan. I mean, it was it was it was. I mean, I, you know, it got it got bad enough that <laughs> once again, uh, Judge Ngoron looked at uh, uh, counsel for the parking garage. You know, Alina Havana Havana Havana. I know you love that. That's a great one. There, there he is. Uh, Gleason, yeah. Eventually, <laughs> he he looked at her and said, uh, "Well, Lisa Rubin from MSNBC said." Alina Haba, prowling the well of the courtroom, said this case started before Tish James was elected, pointing at the Attorney General. And Goron reminds her to stick to the facts, which she says she's trying to do, but that James's conduct is part of the factual record. 
got you it. Got it. And, 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 you know, and, and control your client. Stick to the facts. So, uh, so much is up in the air, Reverbo. And by the way, let me just make a little a little introduction here. Uh, Reverbo is correct. This is Reverbo, the human man, still waiting on his helium-filled pants, I might add. Uh, but we had we had some of the greatest conversations of the early years of the horn, you and I. And one of them sticks in my mind. I still have no idea. If it's out there in the archive still, it's about two hours worth of of, of you and I <laughs> understanding the uh, doing the history of the world and not funny like, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, Mel Brooks, but a condensed a condensed history of Western civilization in about two hours, and you know it had to be it had to have a profound impact on me, in order for, that that well, I'm sitting here remembering it all the, all these years later. Pro- probably more your input than mine, but you're you're talking about what I used to refer to as the golden age of the horn. But you know what happened? Then Tracy and Todd showed up, and well, that's not fair. Because there's a new golden age now, you know. It feels like so, it, it, you it, know. It, I, it feels like it, it's been gold all along. Yeah, I guess I. It, it really is incredible to think that you've made this work for so long with with really so little. <laughs> I, that didn't really come out right. Let me see if I can rephrase that. No, that's that. that's that's okay. Uh, that, that <laughs> oh, stop! You're, no, and, and you're you're in you're in the hole, Roberto. Put down the shovel. Look, look. Yeah, I know. But and and in the whole process, then we have to suddenly <laughs> suddenly you became Robin, and I mean, how much crazier can it get? You know. But here we are. You're going on 20 years. I, and, I don't and, know. One of the funniest parts of that was uh, uh, shortly after my coming out on December 31st, 2020, uh, and I will, I will, I will forever cherish this moment. Brother Deacon Asa checks in and goes, "This is a bit, right? This is a bit. This is just another one. <laughs> I'm sure. This is right. just another one of yeah. your characters, isn't it?" I'm like. No, sorry to say it's not. I, w- I kind of wish it was. God. You made a, a comment the other day, since I pretty much listen all, I still try to listen all the time, even though you only ever hear from me, you know, every, you know, every four score years anymore. But you said something like, it got any worse or crazier, you could possibly move to California and become a homeless guy. Why would you have to become a homeless guy anywhere? Well, I mean, not a guy. I, I didn't not understand. A, not, I didn't not, understand a, not, not a guy. Not a guy. But uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. But you know what I mean. You said a homeless person, and I thought, wait a minute. Certainly you could land on your feet. I, I honestly don't know how. I mean, I, I know what rent. I mean. I've talked with Tracy and and uh, you know 
again, the aforementioned refrigerator box over a, over a, a, a sewer grate goes for about $1,500 a month in California and Oregon and in, Washington how, and Colorado. Hmm, yeah, Hmm. Well, all, all right. I you you probably yeah. are more in tune with this than I am. But I just I just yeah. thought, well, you know, you you have friends all over. I mean, yeah. No, we wouldn't let that happen to you. We wouldn't. That is so kind, oh, Roberto. That's so kind. Thank you. It's it's reassuring because well, you're welcome. Because I mean, I'd have to. That's the thing. I'd have to maintain this place here because nobody's coming with me. I don't know if I'd have. We, you know, everybody would have room for all these crazy wigs that you've collected. But yes, we would. <laughs> we would. You know, certainly. You know. I mean, the pink, you know. the 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 pink one from New Year's Eve was really cute. All pink and <laughs> the, the pink and bouncy and curly. You can almost. In a way, even you have to, you can't get too upset with people that think this is a gag, right? Oh, I'm not upset at all, but I think think we're far enough into this now that people uh, understand that, no, no, this is not a bit. No, and I do, and we do. Uh, I I don't know why I said that, but there's part of that that just seems like, but why would it ever be? Of course it's real, you know, so... Anyway, I don't know. I just called you to give you some lyrics to Rock and Robin, and and other people jumped in and said, "Yeah, the uh, the Jackson Five had a hit with that too." Uh, the short the end Jackson of pointed Five. that out, and uh, uh, Clarence pointed really? that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when huh. that's when Michael was, you know, like adolescent ish. Michael, yeah, he was one of those legendary. Uh, oh God! I mean, he—he—he's <laughs> so bizarre that he. Well, I don't know. Even though how to what, how to even relate to? He's like Elvis Presley. No, he isn't like Elvis Presley. He's like Michael Jackson. He's just be, yeah, beyond only, only Michael, beyond comment. Right. Only Michael can be Michael, and and and, and to the ex- to the extent that his. Head was messed up. His head was messed up because his family messed up his head. I wonder what ever happened to the rest of the Jackson. Oh, there, you know, five, the whole Jackson musical family after he sort of, you know, went off the deep end. I, I wonder what happened to them. Uh, weren't they? Weren't they from um, Michigan? Uh, South Bend. Were they? I thought, I thought they were it was from, Michigan. from South Bend, Indiana. Oh. Well, we'll find out. I'm looking now. I thought they were from no, the, the Ga- home of Notre Dame. Uh, Gary, no, Gary, Indiana. Oh, Gary, okay. Yeah. Uh, they they mm. started out in 1964 in Gary. It was Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Marlon, and Michael. And I, ta- okay. I you know, and I mentioned, you know, their family screwed him up. Screwed up Michael uh, primarily. Joe, Daddy. Uh, yeah, right. It was it was daddy. Yeah, but they certainly uh, made a splash. Good grief! They had a, they were gigantic, and then uh, 
he decided he wanted to be uh, one of the Supremes or something. I'm not sure what happened to him. Uh, but, he, uh, I mean, you know, I, th- I think Diana Ross tried to be a stabilizing influence in his life. So Jackie Jackson is still around. Uh, let's check mm-hmm. in with Tito. Still around. Uh, Jermaine, still around. Marlon, still around. Michael's gone. No. Are, are all these guys still in, in the entertainment business or what? Uh, I don't know if they are or not, but... Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Most, most, most of that music, and I don't know if this... You know, I don't know what people would have to say about my tastes, but much after Marvin Gaye... And 1968, what's going on, you know? Yeah, right. Much after Motown, I kind of lost interest. I did in R&B and black music. I really, really loved Motown. But as all, you know, pop culture and pop music does, things change and move on, and I just didn't move on with it. Uh you know, uh, the Temptations with Papa was a Rolling Stone. God, that was great. And but I don't know. And after that, what happened? After that, you got what the Who and the James Gang. You got the seventies, and you got whatever. How are you doing all Things this and leaving out? And, wait, how are you doing all this and leaving out Sly and the Family Stone? Because I, I never liked that stuff. I don't like funk and R and B. Look, I'm and it doesn't. I don't want people to think, you know, I'm, you know. Uh, but I mean, Sly and, the, fa- Sly and the Family Stone. Sly, no, Sly and the Family Stone played Woodstock. Look, all I can tell you is there's way too much music, way too much pop culture. As you know, you know all this, and there's just not enough time. Some things just. Don't end up on your radar. What can I tell you? You know, I'm a I'm a white guy, a, a, a college guy from from you know 1970, and I just sailed off into Pete Townsend and the Who. You know, what can I? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to explain this, but I just didn't. You yeah, know, so it's, one, so, it's so wild. You specifically bring up Pete Townsend because I was sitting here uh, doing the upload a couple of nights ago. And for some reason or another, some brain cell of mine decided uh, it wanted to hear all the best cowboys have Chinese eyes. You know, the Pete Townsend solo album that has slit skirts on it. God. Wow, that hit weird. Because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's. I'm not connecting it, with that at all. Oh, you've, ne- you've never heard sli- Pete Townsend slit skirts? I mean, it's, it's the it's the ultimate masculine midlife crisis song, and he's complaining about uh, how his you know his relationship with I presume you know his wife. You know, it's a story song. It's not necessarily about him, but you know how how relationships stale and go stale and stagnate and uh, slit skirts, slit skirts. This is Pete. This is Pete Townsend. Yeah. Of the who. Yeah. You're talking about him. Yeah. And the C. Damn. Yeah, the C. I, refu- I don't think I've ever heard this song. 
just uh, go online and look up, you know, uh, the, the, yeah, the, be- the best the best of Pete Townsend. But, you know, that, that line, in, uh, slit skirts, slit skirts, Jeannie isn't wearing no slit skirts, slit skirts. She wouldn't dare in those slit skirts, slit skirts. Like I said, it hits differently now. God. Yeah, he's quite the, uh, I, you know, he's all these, you know, how to categorize some of these people like John Lennon and Townsend and, and Dylan and all these people are just, they're just way out there beyond anything we can come up with. And, and you know, they, uh, yeah, and within the and within the context of what I was talking about in the first hour of Verbo, uh, I've heard things old. I've heard old rock and roll, and went, "Hmm, this stuff's been around for a while." Because I grew I grew up listening to David Bowie, right? So you know, Ziggy Stardust. All of his gender bending, and then one day, uh, uh, Rebel Rebel, David Bowie, Rebel Rebel just came on while I was in the car, and I, I was paying attention to the lyrics, and I was like, holy shit. You've got your mother in a whirl. She's not sure if you're a boy or a girl. Hey, babe, your hair's all right. Hey, babe. Let's go out tonight. You like dancing and you look divine. And this is what, 1973? I'm trying to put you into some kind of chronological context. So in about 1968, I'm, let's see, 52, 62, I'm like 16 or 15, and you're like three or four. Right, five, you're five. how old? When were you born? Five. I was five, five. in '68. Okay, and so Bowie comes on the air with on FM radio with Rebel Rebel. When was that? About 1970. I was thinking 73 or so. Okay, well, you're barely old enough to even deal with <laughs> anything like this. <laughs> Although he, nevertheless, he had. Career well past your chronological age, of course. But what did Bowie die for? Why did but did Bowie die early? What, what was his, the cause been, of Bowie's death? He, he'd, he'd you remember? Been, uh, he had he had been very quietly and obtru- unobtrusively battling cancer. Um, and yeah, Rebel Rebel came out in 1974, and by then, oh. I, uh, and by then, I had a little AM, a portable AM radio that sat by my bed, and I would listen to the local uh, rock and roll station at night. Uh, and, I mean, that went all the way back to, like, second grade when I had chicken pox, the mumps, and the measles in rapid succession. And what, what, what must have that been like if you're in the second grade and you were hearing David Bowie? Another question is... Where were you living at the time? Alabama. Did Bowie ever come tour? Did ever Bowie ever uh, play a, 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 not a that, gig not, in Alabama? When not he, that I'm aware of. No, not not anywhere. Not anywhere. I, by the time I was going to concerts, it was. Let's see. My my first ever. Well, don't laugh. My first ever 
concert experience was with uh, going to see Pablo Cruz with my big sister. I, I was going to guess the Almond Brothers or something, but okay. What you going to do Pablo when she Cruz. says goodbye? What you going to do when she is gone? Look, hey, you got to go to your first concert's got to be rock concert's got to be something. So it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> it's got to be somebody. <laughs> and, it, it, and and then it, it, it progressed through uh, Kansas, Eddie Money, uh, ZZ Top, Lover Boy. That dude. That, yeah, I'm the, not the, happy with that. I'm not, I don't like it. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm not impressed with any of it. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, ZZ Top was pretty impressive. But, yeah, ZZ Top, I suppose. But the rest of them, oh, God. But all that had to do with the, the, the state of... Uh, Pop, pop music at the time and the, all, where all the money was, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, Fleetwood Mac shows up there somewhere, I'm sure. So, well, Fleetwood Mac had been together for quite some time when they finally signed uh, uh, Stevie Nicks and uh, oh, come on, um, uh, Lindsey Buckingham. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were. And then, then by the way, and then Fleetwood yeah. Mac, Fleetwood Mac comes yeah. out, and then Rumors comes out, and they just own everything. And that's about the same they time. Do. That's about the same time that Frampton Comes Alive came out. And at one point in time, just because of the way, uh, just because of the way things were, my hair wet out of the shower actually looked like Peter Frampton's hair on the cover of Frampton Comes Alive. I must have been so proud of that hair. Oh, I was. Oh, God. Um, yes, you're, uh, if we're going to go back, Fleetwood Mac goes back a long time. There, it, people who think that Fleetwood Mac only, you know, showed up when Stevie Nicks arrived, they don't know anything about that band. Also, Branton, he was a long time in British rock, yeah. Before he had a solo career with his with his hair and with his all that, you know, Frampton became huge. But before that, he was great. He was with was he with the Small Faces? I'm trying to think of who he was with. Now that was Rod Stewart, wasn't it? He was, Rod Stewart and Faces. Yeah, it was Stewart. But anyway, Frampton was a. Uh, he didn't just show up. You know, suddenly. no, he was a, no, he, he was a journeyman. And and one yeah, one, of, one of my favorite he, trivia I, trivia things is that he used that talk box on Frampton Comes Alive on Do You Feel Like We Do? Yeah. And if I'm not yeah, mistaken, yeah. Jeff Lynn of ELO turned around and bought that unit and used it on uh -huh. Mr. and used it on Mr. Blue Sky. I remember that sound exactly. I, I wasn't a real fan of it, but yes, I, re I remember it. It was some sort of a vocal effect. Yeah, yeah it had a little, it had a little yeah. straw you put in your mouth. Well, and for that, and for that era, the only thing surprising about that was that it didn't have cocaine in it. <laughs> do you, moving up to today? Do you find that you listen to some of that old stuff still, or is it gone? Is it pretty much gone? Oh no, no, I, I, I still listen to it, and I, I try to find some more modern stuff, but uh, no, I still. In fact, uh, 
I uh, I, w- I was in the car and I was listening to this. I don't even know if you remember this. 1980 um, animated cult classic. Now, heavy metal came out based on the mag- uh, the, the uh, pulp uh, comic of the same name, heavy metal. And the sound and the soundtrack to that is just iconic. And it's re- it's really coincidental because at the same at the same I was listening to Cheap Trick. Uh, doing reach out and take it sitting here doing the upload when I got the message from Miss Terry about the bill being introduced in uh, in the in the West Virginia legislature you talking about I mean talking about harshing my mellow uh, yeah <laughs> uh, because that and it's 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 weird reverbo because like I said things hit differently now and, you know, I've known who I was all along. I just stayed in hiding. But that song, I mean, and that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a real, it's kind of an anthem. It's real upbeat. It's a, reach out and take it. And I was sitting there listening to it going, holy shit, this means something differently to me now. And, turn, and, 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 and cranked up the gain in my headphones and sitting back here. You know, yelling very badly. Reach out and take it. Reach out and take it. Reach out and to 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 take it. Because <laughs> it's all the song is all about you know seizing your life and making your life your own. And then, like I said, I saw the bill and was like, "Fuck!" Ten years. Ten years for going to Dollar General. You know, every, I don't know, every generation, I was going to say it's so cool that we, and I have to include you in this, you're not that much older than me, that, you know, pop music and pop culture has such a, such an effect on when you, when you think back on our lives and you, you connect and you relate to how you feel and something that happened to you and you know, and it had to do with some song or some book. And then I'm thinking, well, I don't know. Do, do other generations feel the same way? Does, do other people think, yeah, man, when I heard Benny Goodman do same thing, sing, you know, I still, I felt a certain way. Or, or you know, when I read uh, you know, John Steinbeck, I just, you know, this, it stays with me this whole time. Or I just wonder if it, it's so much... Ha- does it just have to do with us and, you know, the Beatles and Cheap Trick? Or is it is this something that happens to everybody? I, I don't know. Does that make any sense, what I just said? Yes, it does. Um, oh, what, what's the song with the lyric that says, Every generation throws a hero up the pop chart? And that goes, you know, that, that, know. that goes all the way back to the origins of recorded music. Well, maybe it just has to actually go back thousands of years. Maybe none That's, of it. And that, that, by the way, is Paul Simon. Uh, I think it's Boy in the Bubble from Graceland. But it's true. I mean... Uh, uh, a superb lyricist right there, yeah. yeah. But, you know, my uh, my mother was one of those girls, you know, mid-20s or so, uh, who just 
you know, she was a Bobby Soxer. You know, the, the girls who were out there swooning over Frankie. Yeah. And later, yeah. and later Johnny Ray, who gets mentioned, of course, in, um, Dexy's Midnight Runners, come on Eileen, oh, oh, Johnny Ray. So, yeah, I do. I still listen to all of this stuff. I still listen to the Beatles. I still listen to Chuck Berry. I, I still listen to uh, Buddy Holly. Well, we've talked about this. It's important not to reject the past because the past is so many great things. And so many, the problem is that so many people just think that, that the past doesn't exist, that the, that the present only happened the day they were born. You know, they have no idea who Artie Shaw is. They have no idea who Buddy Holly is. They don't, and they don't care. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to make anymore. I don't know what to make of life. I'm, I'm in my eighth decade. And, uh, you know, where do we go? Well, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I gotta, well, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm on a wait list to get to a, uh, to try to move into a bachelor pad, uh, one bedroom apartment in a senior community. That's Reverbo. That's what I'm doing in Colorado. I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for that. It's been a year. And I'm thinking, you sound that, like, yeah, that's yeah, what my life has come down You sound, you sound you know, like that's a, what my life has come down to. Right. You know? You, you, you sound like, you sound like the narration at the beginning of, that's being a Casablanca. And in Colorado, huh. Reverbo waits and waits and waits. And we wait and we wait. Yes. Diamonds. Diamonds are everywhere. Diamonds are a glut on the market. See, this is, well, and, and, I, and, and see, you, you call I, in for yeah. the first time in 10 years, and, and it, it's, it's the same conversation. You're gonna. I can. I see what's happening now. Now you're gonna give me a bunch of crap. Look, <laughs> oh God. Uh, let's change the subject for a minute. Todd, I love listening to Todd. He is has so many insights. You must love Todd as a caller. He has so many great insights. You know, I he's. If only the next five or ten or fifteen years can include people like Todd and Sandra and Tracy, me, you know, and other people, you know, you're going to have an incredible legacy. You really are, because these people are insightful and intelligent. And uh, I don't understand Todd. Where the hell did he come from? Did he? He's obviously college educated. What, what's, what's the story with Todd? Uh, Todd is a, and if I get any of this wrong, Todd, correct me, okay? Message me. Oh, he'll, he'll, let, he'll let you know. <laughs> uh, it, Todd's, Todd's basically a Philadelphia boy. Um, hmm. and that, is, that, that accounts for your, your Philadelphia. Uh, uh, um, you mentioned Philadelphia. When you talk to him, now I understand. Yeah. And and he was he was raised by amazing parents. He went to a Quaker uh, Quaker school. Um, you know, Todd has never told me where he got yeah. his college. Todd's never told me where he got his college degree. 
but well, he, he, found, Quaker, he found his way from Philly down to, uh, down to South Carolina and uh, has uh, worked in and around academia down there. And you're absolutely right with everything you well, said. Let me about ask Todd. you this. How old is, do you imagine Todd is? What, when do you think he graduated from high school? Uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing Todd graduated high school maybe uh, five, six, seven years after I did. So that would put him graduating high school somewhere around 1986, 1987. Okay. Okay. And if he's listening, you know, hey Todd, I'm, I'm a, a fan of you, of yours. I'm not trying to start trouble here. I just I appreciate your input, really. And in fact, see, you, you, he he may even relate to my on-air name. He he knows who I am. So anyway, God, you guys are so much younger than me. Everybody's older than me. Oh please! Not anymore? Come on! I've entered. I've entered the seventh decade of my life. You're not, I'm not that far behind you. Well. Actually, no, actually, no, actually, actually, you don't start counting with zero. I will enter the seventh decade of my life in 20 days. Oh, that's right. Your birthday is at the very end of January. Yes. How, how could I forget this? Smack, dab, right. in the, smack right. dab in the middle of Aquarius. No cusping for me. Meanwhile, did you have any ideas that the high temperature where I live this weekend is going to be one degree Fahrenheit. That's only because it's going to get to you before it gets to me. The low here on Wednesday will be something below zero. Your high, granted, is. I mean, geez, for crying out loud! Oh God! Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, uh, this week coming. I'm tempted to go out and buy myself a brass bra just to see what you know happens. Uh, <laughs> You said you claimed at least you recently got some kind of a of a of something to do with your your uh, uh, your grill your your uh, yes your, something My that smoker. had to do with going outside yeah your smoker so no matter what the temperature you're heading out and you're going to be smoking well I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna build it this weekend because the screws. That I've been waiting for since June arrived today, and that's the so same. If it's and like that's the same four, company. And that's the same. Degrees. Yes, I've. I've. Are you kidding me? There is a photo of me in the before time smoking a brisket on New Year's Day in eleven below. You are just some. That 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 that's beyond impressive. That is. Uh, that is fantastic. By the way, you you would enjoy uh, this bit of information. My friend and I, uh, we love barbecue so much. And Colorado has its share of decent barbecue places. What you really want to find is some place that actually smokes their own meat. I don't, you know, if you don't, then you're going to put it in the oven for a while and just put it on the grill for the last 10 minutes. That doesn't count. No. I want smoked meat. Yes. No. And so anyway, my, you and me and my friend, we are looking for this. Anyway, last week, you're going to like this. 
we found a place that smoked bison. Bison ribs. Oh, what? Oh, were they good. Oh, boy. If you've never had those, you've got to find those. I don't, that's not going to happen around here, but uh, it, it would be, it would be worth a run to Colorado. That's like and they also a, have beefalo. Yeah. yeah, they have different, but anyway, they were uh, fantastic. Just fantastic. Yeah, it's a Western thing for sure. Because there aren't that many buffalo, you know, wild buffalo roaming around anymore. They're mostly in Yellowstone Park or wherever, Wyoming, Colorado. And, you know, some ranchers uh, stock them for, uh, you know, to butcher ribs and briskets and things. So, But they're really, really yummy. Uh, Randy Radar just remembered a, a Todd line. We're gossiping about this is gossiping about Todd Knight on the horn. Uh, Randy Radar said, "I love Todd's fiction. Why are you calling my cousin a car thief? Because if a car is not chained down every two weeks, it gets boosted." Classic, says Randy Radar. <laughs> well, uh, how true that is. All right. Oh. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go. Reverbo, it's wonderful uh, uh, hearing you from have... you. Yeah, well, it was fun, and I'll try to be uh, come by more often. Do please, you're always welcome. Uh, you know I, that. Even if things, you know, go really bad, I'll still, I'll still try to come by. Oh, if shit goes sideways, we're going to need the horn more than ever. I mean, it, it, we. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I, I survived. I survived the. Uh, uh, I survived the, the the reign of error of dim leader in part because we were we were all able to yap together and yeah. and, and push back against the mean spirited stupidity. God, those days seem almost innocent now, don't they? No, they weren't they innocent. <laughs> but, but, hey, but, one but, more but, thing before I go. Yes. Wait, this this, this is very important. The other night, you referenced barbancourt rum. Yes. Oh, that was huge. <laughs> you know, only really only you and I, and one other person I even know, is aware of how superb that either is or was. But I, that's the best rum there there ever was. I, I think I think it's still an is. I hope it is. Well, I'm just saying you don't drink anymore. I I barely drink anymore. But Barbancourt from Haiti, as you know, uh, that uh, Reverbo and uh, on the Silver Pelican. Yes. And uh, our friend who uh, ran for president almost succeeded. Uh, we love that that room. Well, so, I was I was going to say know. I was going to say you cannot make a proper rum rockaroo without barbancourt. There's no way, no. So, all right, man, I'll talk to you soon. All right, see you, Reverbo. Later. Later. Oh my God, what a thrill! What an absolute thrill! God, it's like we're getting the band back together. Uh, thank you, Reverbo. Meanwhile. Uh, a few emails running on, uh, running in, and then I'm going to go to uh, the Skype line. Um, 
Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, Rock and Robin, the Jackson Five, also recorded. Ken and Erie, subject line: the Rumors album. Just like a one-winged dove. Now, <laughs> I never should have told that story on air, should I? No, I shouldn't have. Uh, but no, that was on that was on Stevie Nicks's first solo album, Edge of Seventeen. Just like a one-winged dove sings a song, sounds like she's saying "Ooh, baby, ooh." Said "Ooh," and if you were a one-winged dove, you'd say that too. Just, <laughs> I think it was Matt who said it. I'd ruined it for him because now he had a mental image of a dove flying in perpetually flying in circles because it only had one wing. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, and uh, seriously, says Lou in PA, I know of a very rural commune that has been populated by gays and trans for decades. Rent's super low. It goes by the name of Ida or Idle Dandy Acres. good friend of mine was a co-founder, although he no longer lives there. They have outhouses, not toilets, wood stoves. When I visited, they had extensive gardens, but the gardener left after 20 years or so. My friend and the gardener still live nearby. It is in very rural Tennessee, which may be off-putting to you. If you need contacts, let me know. They have an old video online, the first five minutes or so of which is boring, but then it gets interesting. I've heard of that. I, I have heard of that, and I don't know what its status is now, especially given what Tennessee did in the last year and plans to um, probably do with this new legislative session, considering how it's starting down there. Uh, I, I agree, Ralph's. Uh, thank you, Lou. I agree, Ralphs. Not Buddy the Beefalo. No, I think Buddy. I think Buddy. Well, we know Buddy is safe to the extent anyone or anything can be safe in Florida. Um, yes, Emilio. Pablo Cruz. Also, what's a Pablo Cruz? <sighs> Don't start. Um. At warp 10, we're getting nowhere mighty fast. Thanks, Randy Radar. Oh, dear, I'm, I'm going to check into... Uh, Emilio says uh, Reverbo needs to call in 10 times a year, not once every 10 years. Well, there was a bit of a hiatus there, and I know about it, and I know why, and it's okay. But I loved hearing from him. Uh, let's go to the Skype line where uh, Tristan has been patiently waiting. Hey, Tristan. Hey, can you hear me all right? I hear you great. Uh, fantastic. That was that was a very enjoyable phone call, i got to tell you. Well, thank you. And, and I am in solidarity with Reverbo myself. I, I live in a community now with, uh, you know, seniors and disabled people, being a blind person myself. Uh, took me three fucking years to get this place. I, I, maybe I don't know if Reverbo needed to hear that, but yeah. No, well, you know, it's it's really it's it sucks because you know, and what they don't tell you, what I learned from like housing advocates and stuff, is that you don't actually want to apply to like the city housing. What you want to do is apply to each property individually because they all individually have like wait lists and stuff that you can apply for. Uh, so it's, yeah, there's just, there are, it doesn't, it's not going to mean that you're going to get the place any faster, but at least it'll kind of, you know, take your options out. I was going to say, bro- I was going to say broadens your options. 
Yeah, because they make you choose, like, at least in Seattle anyway, they made me choose two properties only to apply to when I did it through the city. And let me tell you, thank fucking God this place came up when it did, because, oh, man, <laughs> things were pretty bleak last year. I get the idea. And, and you know, by the way, Tristan, you know what I'm going to do as soon as the show is over? Mm. I'm going to have a cup of Trader Joe's hot uh, hot uh, hot cocoa salted caramel flavor. Oh, uh, tell me how it is. Tell me. I, I, I'm so looking forward to what you think of that, because that stuff is my favorite. Um, it's so good. <laughs> um, well, I'll bougie, I'll, I'll bougie it up and make it with the uh, with the steamed half and half. How's oh, that? There you go. Oh, that sounds lovely. That sounds wonderful. And try some of those applets and cutlets if they survive. Oh, they did, and they're so, I've already been in them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad I was able to to do that for you. I. Uh, those are Pacific Northwest Stapleton, uh, Liberty Orchards or whatever it's called. Um, I think they grow their own apples or something. But, uh, you guys were touching on music. Oh, that's like one of my favorite subjects of all time. Uh, I'm an indie aficionado, so I, I like my old records a lot. And, uh, oh, man, some of the stuff you were referencing, like Fleetwood Mac. You know, I remember Fleetwood Mac before they were Fleetwood Mac. I, I, you know, the Internet is a great resource for that. Oh, it is. Yeah. The, Peter Green. And, you know, you, you I read about his struggles with mental illness after he left. Um, it, yeah, it was it was it was great. It was it was it's it was great music to listen to. I mean, not the mental health thing. Uh, no, I get it. Uh, well, that's, that's like uh when I when I turn the when I turn the Australian girl loose in my uh, that lives in my phone when I'm in the car, uh, she's handed me some really interesting stuff. Uh, I, I wish I, I wish I had the title immediate to, immediately to mind. She handed me one today. Um, white Christian Republicans. Oh, uh, is was it by a guy named Todd Snyder? I do believe yes. Yes, conservative Christian right wing Republican straight white American males. Yes. How did? Oh yeah. my God, Tristan, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was it the live version? No, this sounded studio. No, you got to listen to the live version. It's on. Uh, oh God damn it! What the hell is that album called? I think it's Todd Snyder Live, the Storyteller. Um, I've seen Todd in concert twice. And he is a one-of-a-kind performer, I gotta tell you. Um, but that live, I'll send, do you have Spotify? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll send, I'll send you the, the, the live version. It's, it's better than the, it's better than the, um, than the studio version. Like, there are some musicians in that, you were talking about Peter Frampton. There are some musicians that are just better live than in studio. Peter Frampton and Todd Snyder are good examples of that. Oh, without a doubt. I'm, I'm looking up Todd Snyder on, uh, to see if there's anything on YouTube because people need – this seems like a perfect evening. I don't play a yes. lot of music anymore because I don't want to get in trouble, but I like to hope that the independent artists are a little more forgiving or – Oh, yeah. You know. uh, okay, and the first thing that popped up was Todd Snyder, white conservative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this appear if you don't If you don't mind – yeah, I will. Uh, 
I'll share that. I'll share this and, uh, and, and, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just gobsmacked that you, uh, you knew exactly what I was talking about. I'd never heard this song before. So let's, let's, yeah. let's share this with the community. All righty. Thank you so much. It's such a great honor to get to be here this afternoon with you. My name is Todd Snyder. I've been driving around this great country of ours for a great many years, making this crap up and singing it for anybody that will listen to it. I like, I like to let people know, because I'm a folk singer, I like to let people know before I go too far into my portion of the program that I'm going to be sharing some of my opinions with you over my course of the program portion of the program and so I like to let people know before I do that that I'm not going to be sharing my opinions with you because I think that they are smart or because I think that people need to know them I'm going to share them because they rhyme I didn't come down here to change anybody's mind about anything I come down here every time to ease my own mind about everything, and it always works. So with that said, thank you all for giving me a chance to sing again today. And thank you, Willie and Neil and Dave and John for giving me a chance to sing today. This one goes like this. Conservative Christian, right-wing Republican, straight white American male. Gate-bashing, black-fearing, war-fighting, tree-killing, regional leaders of sale. A shirt-tucking, frat-housing, cake-tapping, back-slapping, hater of hippies like me. Tree-hugging, peace-loving, pot-smoking, porn-watching, lazy-ass hippies like me. Tree-hugging, peace-loving, pro-choice and gay-wedding, widespread panic-digging hippies like me. Skin-color-blinded, conspiracy-minded, protesters of corporate greed. Skin-color-blinded, conspiracy-minded, till we all end up locked up in jail by conservative Christian. Right-wing Republican, straight white American male Diamonds and dogs, boys and girls We're living together in two separate worlds Following leaders of mountains of shame Looking at each other to blame I know who me and my burnout buddies we always like to blame conservative Christian, white brain Republican, straight white American male, soul saving, flag waving, rush loving, lamb paving, personal friends to the quail. Remember the quail? Quite diligently working so hard to keep the free reins of this democracy From tree-hugging, peace-loving, pot-smoking, porn-watching, lazy-ass hippies like me Tree-hugging, peace 
loving, barefoot and folks singing, lazy old hippies like me. Tristan, algorithms are the damnedest thing. How, how, how did that Australian girl in my phone know that on the day after that heinous bill was introduced, which, of course, is being driven by the aforementioned white conservative Christian males, that I would need to hear that? Uh, it's been listening to you, Robin. I, I think, uh, well, conspiracy-minded, that's in the yeah. song, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's been listening, because, like, I, I I did a test once, and, like, I said, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd really, I'd like, I was just, like, making conversation with a friend. I was like, I wonder if Facebook will recommend me shoes if I say I need a pair. And so I was like, you know what I'd really like? A pair of shoes. And what do you know? Next day, <laughs> it was in my ads for facebook list uh, you know new shoes but uh yeah i it was it was a great rebuke of this hateful nonsense that's that's coming out of west virginia our west pakistan as i'm starting to refer to it as because they're gonna have to get they're gonna have to get their own revolutionary guard started with that with this kind of shit going on headloppers yeah yeah yep well, um, yeah, I had a I had a, a note from Dave Number Eleven, who said, "Has Tristan heard Burns Lawler, Alabama Jesus? Are you familiar with that?" Uh, it rings a bell, but I can't say. You might have you might you might have heard it on this program because it was sent directly to me. Uh, just for the sake, just so you can say, if anybody ever asked you, "Have you heard this?" And you go, "Oh hell yes." So uh, let me, if you don't care, let me share that. I guess I'm in a well, sharing mode tonight. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I don't have a lot of time left. Just so you know, I gotta go. I'm oh well, then like no, no, no. Minutes. I'll play. I'll play it after. No, let's let's okay, no. Okay. Let's go ahead and chat. Yeah, sure. Well, it's uh, yeah. I, I haven't talked to you since Christmas. No. Before Christmas. So you know, I imagine your mind is far away from it, but I, I also just want to offer my own solidarity. Uh, to you as a somewhat privileged and somewhat oppressed person myself, you know, I, this is, yeah, you know, and me talking about this in, in the safe haven of Seattle, at least for now, you know, um, and I, you know, you were talking about schools for the blind and deaf. Well, I went to a blind school, uh, for four years during my high school education and, Let's just say those. Pla this was in Washington State. Those places don't really give a voice to the students. You know who would be complaining about you? It would have been the teachers. Right. They would have been all up in arms about you know, oh my God, did, 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 how did the superintendent you know or the board allow her to speak at this blind school? You know those poor kids. They don't even know that she's trans, and you're exposed. You know. Exposing them to the wrong ideas and everything. You, you know, do that accent way too well, Tristan. Well, I uh, have ancestral roots in the Appalachian Mountains. I did sound Appalachian, right? <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, you, okay. you, 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 you basically sounded Mountain South. 
wonderful. Well, I'll fit in. If ever I need to get out of a scrum in West Virginia, I'll just make it look like I'm from there. <laughs> God, um, damn, God damn it. Yeah, what the hell's going on with you people persecuting blind people all the time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I, and that, that's the thing. There's a reference. In, I don't. I don't know if West Virginia has a school for the deaf and blind. I don't know either. I only know one person, one blind person from West Virginia, and I don't know her that well. Uh, but I know there's a lot. There's not a lot of resources for blind people in West Virginia. They're pretty. They're pretty fucked over, unfortunately. Um, you know, we used to actually have, and and I, I one of those people I haven't heard from in forever. Uh, he was leaving the Bay Area where he had a very happy existence and moving east. Mm. And uh, he had different disabilities. But at one point he asked me, you know, how would West Virginia be for a disabled person? I said, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. No way in hell. You'd be lucky to get a horse and carriage to take you somewhere. Yeah, mass trans sidewalks? Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Even in Charleston. Yeah. Um, and I've never, I've never been there, but I've heard, I've heard horror stories about Char- even just like from sighted people who talk about, you know, Charleston being a, a hellhole for anyone who wants to get around without a car. Yeah, yeah that's not happening. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And we've had that conversation here in the past about, you know, we talk about a green energy future and a renewable, sustainable future. And all of those conversations tend to take place nationally in the context of urban areas. Yes. But in in in, in some sort of a carless future, what happens to rural America? Yeah, well... You, you know, know, it's it is it is a it is a eight mile round trip for me to go to the Wiggling Pig. It's man. a four mile round trip to Dollar General, where I'll be within twenty five hundred feet of a school. Yeah. Incidentally, <laughs> and and you know, in 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 my my mother's childhood, you know, there were still horses and wagons that went out this very road by which I live. And it was an all-day trip to go from Ramsey, West Virginia, to Anstead, West Virginia. And you, if you lit out at dawn, you would be coming home after the sunset. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know, I think the conversations are being had, but they're not being had in the mainstream circles. I've, I've heard urbanists and stuff talk about connecting rural America. I mean, that's the whole problem, right? You have to. I have to live in a big city. In order to, like, you know, uh, take advantage of those things like public transit and stuff like that. And I don't even like, I don't like buses. So I don't, I don't like riding buses and stuff. I'm, I'm blind and park deaf. So it's, it's harder for me, but, um, I still get around. I still ride them when I can and pay on transit and help. But, um, my friend Rob, on the other hand, he lives in, in, in northern Wales, uh, and he, he has, he can, he has the luxury of choosing. Like, I don't want to move to a big city. I don't want to be there. I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested. And he's, you know, he's able to get around wherever he wants to go. He can go. Um, because, so because at some point in time, there was a somewhat enlightened government in the UK 
that thought that public mass transit would be a pretty nice idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they and they've done it and they've done it well. I've been to the UK before. It's it's a nice. Uh, it was a nice experience. Um, sorry, just checking the time here. Um, but yeah, you know. Um, but it, it was interesting. Um, it was an interesting uh, experiment for sure to experience the mass transit in non-urban areas of the UK. And it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, I'm not going to say it's superb, but it, it was there. And that's one step above where we are now. So just but, one. Um, well, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, Multiple that's the steps. same thing for me. Uh, I will never forget taking a train from Paris to Brussels. And then the next morning from Brussels to Frankfurt. Yeah. And, and, you know, there would be a, there was a digital display in the car showing what our speed was. And mm. we were zipping right along. It was like riding on air. Yeah. Yeah. I took the bullet train in Japan. Same experience. That um, would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. We went from Tokyo, I think, to Hiroshima or was it uh, or was it Kyoto? I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and this is, you know, these are things that you have to contend with, too. I mean, if you're going to move, these are also things that, you know, you have to think about. And I hope, you know, if you have to move, hopefully you can move somewhere that has a little better traveling ability than. Well, I mean, you, you mentioning uh, the UK and Japan, you remind me of the fact that I need to get after and get after it and get my passport. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I can promise you, I can promise you, Tristan, that there are, you know, because I see it, uh, there are people in so-called safe states who are scared to death of what happens if the maggots take over the House, the Senate, the presidency. Then it's game on. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, my friends have talked about it, too. I mean, it's not an impossibility. There's a lot of, you know, in Washington State, a lot of Republicans, even in even in the city of Seattle itself, they have their they have a Mormon church in Seattle. They've got uh, they've got their, you know, they've got their safe spaces here, too. And, you know, they almost won in Oregon in 20. I think it was 2022. Yeah, they all, they, they, they were, they came about as close as they've come. And Oregon hasn't had a Republican governor in 40 years. The last one is dead. But the person, <clears throat> the Democrats just eked out a victory in Oregon. So, I mean, it's still a scary time here and we can't rest on our laurels, especially when, you know, if the shit, if shit's happening in West Virginia, you know, it's passing in West Virginia, you can bet that it's at least being introduced by, you know, maggots in Washington State and in Oregon and California. And it's only a matter of time before they get organized. And unfortunately, we have to face the facts that they're way better organizers than we are. <laughs> well, yeah, it goes it goes back to something that I heard years and years and years ago, Tristan. Uh, Republicans talk individuality and act collectively. Liberals and progressives talk collectively and act individually yeah it's like herding cats and that's you know why we got to stop this bullshit you know oh i'm gonna vote for biden's just not doing it for me i'm i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna 
Go look at Dean Phillips. See what he's about. Yeah. He's a guy no one's ever heard of. Or, or may, maybe Jill Stein or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, or that perennial favorite Ralph Nader, if he's still going concerned. <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, they're desperate. They're desperately trying to get We Wake Ram- uh, Ramalama Ding Dong on the ballot in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and it turns out that some of his ballot signatures are, well, dead people. Yeah. Well, what a surprise! It's always projection with these people, as you have said ad nauseum. Uh, That's no what surprise. the Pepto Bismol's for. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, and and. and you know, and, and 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 Vivek, he's got this like, he still has that cocky attitude. He's still sticking with it. You know, he still thinks that, or he's still making it. You know, in public anyway, he's still saying, "Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna win Iowa, even though we've stopped buying ads there." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're. Oh no, we're we're all about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's just staying in for a spite now. Nobody, like he, he wasn't even, he wasn't even invited to the last debate, such that it was a debate. <laughs> oh, um, I, saw, I saw one little trivial piece today, uh, because I mean, every couple of days we've got to have a Leon Scum doing something scummy update. Yeah. Yep. He went. He decided, and I've never seen any of their stuff, but I know how popular they are. Uh, are you familiar with Mr. Beast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who Mr. Beast is. Yeah. And you know about his friend Chris? Yeah, a little bit. I I, I don't spend a lot of time watching that, as as you call it, bilious horse shit. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and her words come back to haunt her. Yeah. But go on. Well, uh, you know, they, they do, they do, you know, philanthropic, decent you know, kind things. Yeah. Um, and his best friend all along through the Korea, and Mr. Beast is huge. Oh, yeah. Big, millions upon millions of views, and his best friend is Chris. And Chris came out last year, and Chris is in transition, and she's lovely. And uh, and, and so Mr. Beast did not abandon her. Uh, had in fact known about her for a while before she decided to go public. It's often that way with girls like us. Yeah. And uh, Leon Scum decided he was going to go and court Mr. Beast to put his content on Shedder. Yeah. And offered, you know, it was it was like Satan coming to Jesus and offering the world and all its dominions. <laughs> and Mr. Beast said, "Get thee behind me, Leon." And Leon is butthurt. Yeah. And but, it I, also, it, but it's also because Leon is desperate for content. Apparently, uh, Tucker Carlson just isn't, is, isn't, isn't filling the niche, uh, the, 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 the celebrity niche he was hoping he would. And neither is, yeah. and the reason I thought about this is neither is Wee Whack Ramalama uh, Ding Dong because yeah. the last time that, uh, Wee Wake was on a live thing on Shitter, America got to hear him go take a pee. Wow. Didn't see that. <laughs> that's 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 awful. Yeah, he said, Well, I gotta I gotta go now, guys, and didn't turn his microphone off, and the next thing you hear is a guy peeing. 
Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I would be remiss if I didn't note that that has also happened from time to time on Friday on the front porch, so I'm not casting stones in my own glass house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I've been, on, I've been on calls before where I've, you know, gone to the bathroom. It's happened before. Uh, you know, and, and, and by but the way. But then again, I'm not the richest man on planet Earth. No, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Um, but, um, you know, and, and I wasn't casting casting aspersions on Mr. Beast and his oh no his, no no his friend. I just I don't find his content to be particularly interesting. I've never seen a second of it. Yeah, it, it's it's you know for for a certain younger demographic, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's my understanding my grandkids loved or love him. I mean, yeah, you know, they're adolescents. Right, right, and and you know he um he he fills a void, and of course. You know, Tucker Carlson, the only reason, you know, the reason that he's not fulfilling Elon Musk is, you know, there's, there's only so many, you know, uh, incel white males in the world to cater to. I mean, <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Incels are a finite number. So, but I but I'm all paranoid. So I actually formulated a theory on all this. He wanted Mr. Beast to oh. sign on. And then once Mr. Beast took his coin. He was going to say, well, you've got to get rid of that trans person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of like he did with, uh, well, it's completely different, but with uh, Matt Taibbi, he, he, he was trying to get him to, like, get rid of his substack or some shit. I think, I think that happened. I, I, I've heard it on the majority report. No, I know, I know what you're talking about, and yes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that. Or being like, you only, you can, or something even worse, like, not only do you have to get rid of your trans friend, but you got to post your your content exclusively on fucking, you know, shitter. <laughs> um, you know, because that's, that's the kind of shit he would do, because he's a, he's, he's a child. And a malignant narcissist. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You'd hope the only, you know, you'd hope the, the worst that he would do is send you a bunch of poop emojis, but unfortunately he probably won't stop there. <laughs> um, but, uh, listen, I gotta get out of here. I got another Tristan, meeting. Tristan, I, Tristan, I am so glad you called. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, and thanks again know. for the care package. I can't wait to tie into it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to do it and I, I hope we can talk again. I, I got a meeting I gotta jump on in about 10 minutes and then I'm off to a book club. Oh, so fun. That'll be that'll be interesting. We're reading a book called Stolen Focus. I just finished it. Um, it might be interesting to you. It's about uh, our attention spans and how different companies are demanding them. So. Oh, that does sound interesting. It, yeah, yeah, it is. I can send you a I can send you an Amazon link if you'd like. OK, well, uh, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm glad to get on. It was. It was super enjoyable to listen to a Roberto talk, especially since he, you know, hadn't called in so long. It, it was good to listen, and uh, I like Todd too. He's great. Um, both Todds actually, Todd Snyder and your Todd. <laughs> yes. Um, our Todd. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our. Uh, but all right, I will. I will call some other time. Okay. Well, Tristan, have a great evening, my friend. Yeah, you too. All right, bye. Yep, yeah, bye. Uh, this is ju this has just turned into a magnificent evening.
Verbo, then Tristan. We got somebody on the stress line. I suspect it may be Wade. Uh, just one second before I go there. I had a note earlier from Billable Rick. Uh, it's the fight on, because we've got about 35 minutes to do this in. Uh, the fight on, don't back down, summer of love, and near albatross, $25, $50 challenge. Uh, Billable Rick writes, I'm sorry to hear about the hate-filled anti-trans bills that have just been introduced in the West Virginia State Legislature. While it's easy for me to say, I urge you to fight those hateful bills and if and when they're enacted by running for your rightful House of Delegates seat under any party banner and by any means necessary. I also urge you to challenge any of those hateful laws by openly engaging in civil disobedience with other trans people and your allies and refuse to stay away from prescribed zones near schools, children, etc. Under no circumstance should you move out of West Virginia because of your asshat legislature. Don't let the maggot bastards win. Uh, to paraphrase Clarence, Keep on rockin', Robin, in the free world. Cowbell, cowbells for Clarence and Reverbo. There we go. Thank you, Billable. Now the challenge. I golfed today for the first... In January. Yeah, that, that rub it in. Rub it in, Billable. I golfed today for the first time in two months and shot the Summer of Love number, uh, 7 over par 67. On my way to that score, I had two birdies and one eagle... Despite shooting four double bogeys, yikes, that's due to the rust in my game. <laughs> Not in the club, in the game. On the 252-yard par 4 hole 15, I hit a low and straight drive. I'm no, not going not to use the line. Which landed just short of the green. The ball then rolled to within three feet and just to the left of the pin for a near albatross and a tap-in eagle. So I will unconditionally pledge $25 to be applied to any extant challenge. Uh, there are none at present. And another 25 for a total of 50 once my challenge has been met. So just to be clear, Billable will meet a $25 challenge. Uh, will, will, will meet $25 with his own and 25 more for a total of 50. That makes it 75 and gets us down to... Uh, Four thirty-four. Sorry about the ciphering. Billable closes saying, "Godspeed, Robin, and don't back down. Never back down." That's the plan for now. I don't. I don't see much of an alternative. But it's. I'm. I'm. I'm going to be. Well, my behavioral health is probably not going to be real great for the next few weeks, but I'll do my dead level best. Thank you, Billable. Thank you. Um, uh, Randy Radar says, if you're in a civil forfeiture state and you're an activist, your possessions may not be safe. PA and West Virginia are both civil forfeiture states, and you may not even have to be convicted of a crime to lose your stuff. They don't sue you, they sue your stuff. John Oliver of last week tonight did a piece on that. I'm very well familiar with it. Thank you, Randy Radar. Um, okay, let's go back over to the stress line and see if that is in fact wave. Hey, welcome to the program. 
Welcome to Hollywood, Florida. What, uh, Hollywood or Hialeah? No, you know what? Good call. No, I'm in Hollywood. Although I like Hialeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, uh, you know, funny thing, and, and this is how our lives all intersect. I'm at, I'm at a, uh, at a women's meeting, uh, mistakenly, at a, um, anonymous Avenger club, you know, where they're, they're running a false step, wink, wink. And, uh, cause I wanted, uh, you know, Avenger coffee with my new vase. If you've ever been to one of those rooms and had the coffee, there's just something special about it. That's, uh, I've never heard grounding. of it. Is that a good word? I've never heard of it. Um, uh, anonymous substitute Avenger for anonymous. Ah, yes, 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 yes. There's a coffee I, there. Yes, lots of, co- lots, yes. Of, lots of lots of coffee at the Avengers meetings. Yes. And at the, uh, you know, they're anonymous, so, you know, you got, you got to swap language. And technically, I'm right on the line of of uh, breaking one of traditions. But, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. And you're not supposed to. So we'll leave it at that. Anyways. Um... So many. Okay, first of all, I'm at the one part in all the Florida Keys that is not totally obsessed with real estate. Highhorn family. Oh, and when Todd calls, I've wanted to call a thousand times, and and I don't call because Todd's barking in the morning or Todd's having to say Todd could be a character or a call in on any major network show. We're as good as any major network. There's there's empathy, there's authenticity, there is an encyclopedia. There's motherfuckers who are there on any of within this core network, and it's a wonderful fucking thing. Hollywood Florida kind of sucks today, but I kind of like it. it's kind of very Seattle-y, but rainy and misty. Um, Ten degrees uh, colder than. Uh, yeah, well, it got that way. It got that way because it got that way because Monkey Up came home. That must be it. Um, oh, I thought of a joke today, and then I had to call because I like had a whole call in my head before I called in all day. I've been on buses and trains, and it's wonderful. Wave, where'd you go? Shit! Oh, there you okay, are. Is that better? Yes. All right, I, I extremely on and I touched the screen. I bought all new equipment to talk to you. How do I sound? Uh, you're quite you're quite good actually. And um, yeah, the uh, the turns out the voiceover IP call is better than the uh, the carrier call. I don't know why that is. I guess it's always been that way. And I got the um, I had to come up to the uh, to the uh, mainland for provisions because. Um, technical equipment on any island situation, even if the island situation is connected by, and I'm talking a fast because I'm happy, I'm slightly manic, but uh, any, because of travel, any island situation, anything technical, you you pay four times as much at the capacity. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but it's like that. Well, kind of similar where you were at. You're far away from everything. Yeah. You, you have to go to the mainland. Yeah. You have to go to the mainland provisions. I have to go down to the settlements. Yes, and um, if you, I needed a thirty watt charger, which people in in, in uh, California are going really, really. What are you calling from two thousand five? 
but in uh, wait a minute, uh, <laughs> they got two hundred watt chargers in California. You know, two thousand five called it once. It's flip phone back. Yeah. Um. Any any little thing like that, if you lose it or if it breaks, you're fucked. There isn't even a Walmart in the Keys. The uh, the Walmart that is right at the Keys is all picked over in violet, literally. So there's a bunch of merging uh, graphics. So 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 what's the what's the what's the deal with the photograph of the geodesic dome? Um, I want to put those in the Keys with uh, wind power and solar power. As uh, temporary to permanent housing. Looks pretty. Looks pretty darn cozy. It's like a cross between a yurt and a geodesic dome. Yes, it's very tw- very George Jackson. To where a boat or a hang glider could pull up to. I mean, that's the part of the world I'm I'm in. I'm in the uh, Australia of Florida. It's it's a, where where hippies and Florida men collide and converge and do shots. And smoke I, I love the Florida Keys so much. I, 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 I'm sorry, but I, it's all I've ever wanted as an American, if that makes any sense. It kind of does. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So, I mean, you go on, and, and you know what? I, I, I throw rocks with you, and most uh, conch Republicans rock, because they succeeded from Florida in 1982. It was semi-serious too. They're like, we don't, we're, 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 we're here. We, we like you, but there's a bridge. We don't need anything from you, really. Not even your money at this point. It's a weird system. So if, if uh, DeSantis wants to do some batshit things, listen. And I'm admitting this on the Horn Show, and I'm pretty damn proud of it. Coming from a Caribbean evangelical apocalyptic family. One of the people kissed me, not on the lips, I have to put that out there, that's, that's the 21st century uh, version of uh, No Homo, but on the cheek was a, a dude who I thought was straight and when I was on Wall Street. And you know what? It made me feel pretty. And, uh, you know, wasn't into it. I was talking to this 31-year-old uh, escapee, uh, gorgeous data analyst from Cleveland as, as we danced to Argentina and uh, and in Argentina, because I think they just won the World Cup or something like that, because they're so jinky. And, and uh, the, the guy wearing pinks wandering through, um, what's that, Matthew? Yeah, he wears pinks. I mean, Miami, I still have to say, Broward, and especially the Keys, when you go, don't say gay, we go, yeah? come on, cut it out. Go go get me a drink from the, uh, the drag queen over there. And what are we eating tonight? They have the best wings here. Literally that. I, the, the, the New Year's parties that were the most bumpy were on the gay side of the ball street. And there were straight people and gay people, and nobody gave a fuck. It was amazing. I felt 20 years younger. You know how many experiences not, not involving chemistry if you feel 20 years younger? What, Sam? No, uh, elaborate. Hello? Elaborate. Not many, but jumping up and down with young people and, and everybody except that everybody. I I don't know what 
past we're trying to hold on to with all the crazy people, with all the abortion stuff and all the trans stuff. I was looking at bathroom signs yesterday, too, while you were talking about it. And they don't give a fuck. I mean, if there's any interest or, or, or conversation, it's oil on the surface of water shit, where you ask it one question, nobody cares to find the next thing. I heard on the radio from Hannity. Oh, but that's the part of the problem is it's all that's on. All all that's on anywhere is right wing. I put your show on at, at at the truck stop last night and drew a crowd. It was another fucking voice. And it was cursing on the radio. We need more cursing, not less. This uh my, my girl, Miss Crockett from uh Texas. Yeah, she, yeah. She would be a fate of complete if she just uh, went went off on an F bomb storm. Because she's right there. <laughs> I love her. Her and AOC. You know, I had a liberation moment today when I saw a news blurb. did mitigate or cure fucking COVID. I'm sorry, I lost that last part. Cannabis cured COVID, if not for or or mitigated the uh, the bad effects, and that was my experience. In fact, there was one accidental time where I got sick, where um a gummy set me right, and I don't even think it had that much THC in it, and a, and a, and a Delta CBD plus gummy saved my dad from COVID when he when Regeneron didn't work. And my 90-year-old-ass dad is making cruise ship plans. Nice. Avengers Club. Avengers Club. Wow. We're saying we can't. Yeah. We're the only thing we can't see is our demons. So we leave the demons there and then conquer the otherwise. Yeah, the, the geodesic dome, um, things in the keys have to be really web-resilient and having in solar and... Battery backup, along with a little small generator, then you're, you're grid independent. Dependency or, or the independency is really important in everything from your lighter to vape to whatever. And I came up and, and I started off my mobile vape business because the hustle in the keys is the most important thing. You know, there's what you do and what you really do. You follow up? I do. I do. I do. And 80% of the people down there smoke and quit, but vapes are uh, where they were 10 years ago. Expensive, unreliable, and case funny. So, a little business opportunity, amongst other things. I'm so fucking happy. And y'all talked to me when I wasn't so happy. If I remember, I had some crazy calls on this network. Uh I wouldn't say crazy. I wouldn't say crazy. Candid, earnest, honest, occasionally surreal. My date or a high point was that call when Scott said, what are you on, bath sauce there, buddy? Yes, Scott, I was. They meant this, but uh, they eventually led to all kinds of problems. But I was, Scott, and you picked 
3,000 miles away because you were the Scot. Wow. Yeah. And profound powers of perception. That wasn't really that bad. Scott had those Scott had Avenger superpowers in profession, and he was just uh, he was like a. a, a, a and this was my photo, Scott. If you didn't know, you didn't know, but if you knew, you knew what I'm talking about. He was like one of the Twilight Zone characters who you didn't take seriously because he was out sweeping or talking to the cat, but he's running the whole fucking show. That was Scott. I'm waiting for Scott to call in. Yeah, I know. Even I know. tonight. I know. Well, you know, New Year's passed, and uh, his New Year's tradition was that he had one vodka martini once a year, and he had it on New Year's Eve. I remember that. I mean, I mean Mr. Stress, too. I mean, he... I mean, when I was coming into the show, he used to bore the hell out of me. But damn it, wouldn't I like you to create a tape of Mr. Stress tonight? Oof. Oh, I never... Well, it, yeah, the pipe. I, I can still... See, that's that's the weird thing about doing... I can still hear people's voices in my head, and they actually existed. You know, you say Mr. Stress, and I, and I hear him. You say Scott, and I hear him. Conversation. Rosary conversation. Like not really gone. They're just soft. Right? I don't know if that's your experience. It is mine. I, well, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who believes that, that memory, uh, understanding, believe, problematic word, believe is the most dangerous language and uh, the dangerous word in the English language. But I'm one of those people who believes that memory is eternity. That's where eternity lies. Being remembered. That's why lies. That's why lies are so toxic. They cut you off from that that space. That's why. That's where the, the outer. That, Jesus said, that's where the outer darkness is, wave. Well, because lies try to become true as well. We're, we're in this psychotic headspace as Americans because all the lies are trying to become true. And there's, as Americans, all of us have told a lot of fucking lies, either to ourselves, or to each other, to the whole world. But now, if you want, if you want to exert the effort, you can um, decode a lot of five minutes, stops, do an expose that would have taken six months 30 years ago, in five minutes. And if, you, if you're the type of person who buys keywords and uh, people's biometric data, which is sellable, you can have the right answer in 90 seconds if you apply AI to it, down to the zip code or even down to the fucking cell tower, which is a scary amount of suspicion. Is that the right word? I think so. Or, granul- or granularity. So we're in a, a warm civil war. And, and I got to tell you, Robin, some of this sh- I can't listen to your show some nights, not because of you, because of the subject matter. It's all fucking disturbing. And, and it's like a runaway freight train for absolutely no, no fucking reason. 
It's maniacal. The current stinky pumpkin phrase is bedlam. I get it. Bedlam and Gotham. Yeah. So that's why I'm hiding out in the Keys. We were talking about escape plans because I was talking about escape plan. I actually did a low-key side-eye, all right? Something I know that if they ever have tribunals and, and, and anything like that, you could access my Google data last night at about 7 o'clock or I ran a distance search to fucking Bahia Bumpuck Cuba. I'm only 110 miles away. Key West, you're 90. Yeah, and Marathon is just 20 miles farther. They have different weather. They're uh, 10 degrees hotter than the Keys. So they're hot, hot. I guess they're on another latitude. But uh, Cuba is cheap. And if the Florida government really uh, melts the fuck down, I don't know. Maybe on a catamaran run by the sun and a little bit of diesel. The Keys are uh, America's Casablanca. Remember the Casablanca reference tonight? Oh, yes. I was oh, like, yes. damn, I, I, you, you're making me call in. <laughs> it's America's Casablanca, where we all... Wait. Uh, or Margaritaville, which is going to be on our new, new designer plates. Where we all just complain about the world and have another whatever. Although I'm sober in the Keys, so I'm an Avenger. Yes. It gives me a true superpower, because I can, I can see... Everything as it is, and I don't step on any toes, which, when there's only, like, 30,000 people total, it's easy to step on board toes and fuck your shit up. Oh, there is, there, on, in, in the eastern United States, there is nothing prettier than the sunset from Mallory Square. Did I send you my sunset from uh, the Seven Mile Bridge picture yet? No, I haven't. And I've had two uh, weekend, what do you call that, weekend... Um, Romances with two. The key, the marathon for me has been better than a thousand years of online dating. I, I'm just putting that out there. In my mid-50s, and I'm having the time that it, that that closer on me thought I would be having. I need a boat. <laughs> I, know, I know that sensation. Hey. I, if if you had if you had in and and Tom and Sonny San Rafael knows this. If you had any idea the hours that I have spent plotting my transatlantic crossing, see what I did there? Uh in my uh There you go. Uh in in my uh, uh sailing yacht. Well, there's been a lot of hours. I've spent I've spent I've spent time designing I've spent time designing the boat. I mean, there, there was a, there was a particular uh, boatyard in Rhode Island, and I don't even know if they're. Uh, it was the Shannon. It was the Shannon Boat Works, and they had. They, I'm sure the videos are still up at YouTube. I used to watch those and watch those and watch those. Just you know, the, the, you know, laying out my inventory for you know what kind of you know what what we'd bring for food and. Uh, how many you know, how many how many cases of barbon core rum uh, and well back in that day you know gotta have cigars 
the trip becomes a lot simpler when one is a non-smoker. You non still have that. The, the, but the trip becomes a lot simpler when you one is a non-smoker. You still have to have cigars. If you don't drink and you don't smoke in the keys, you're looked at as odd. Not trans. The trans part won't get you looked at. It's the not smoking anything. <laughs> Sorry. No, so if you're not drinking, you got to have. Uh, well, that's where the vape comes in. Because I haven't been smoking too much down there. And I said, I have to get off my vape. This is crazy. I'm smoking cigars. It's only been five weeks, you know? Yeah, see, I'm one of the... I'm, I'm very... I'm one of those pe I'm one of those people who can't go there. I mean, that's like you know, that's like being an Avenger saying, "Well, you know, I'll only drink Merlot." Doesn't work that way. I understand. I am totally, I, 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 to I, 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 I am totally abstentive as to all things tobacco. I, I understand completely, and. I have to give a shout out to Golden Goat. I think they're a Florida company. I'm going to go on step out on their door and get a price list. Their HHC Delta Eight gummies only 25 milligrams. I I feel pretty good right now, and nothing hurts. That's beautiful. Nothing hurts. That's wonderful. And it's controllable. And 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 you know what? It's the the only thing, the gummy I told you about, the only thing I would um, uh, warn on that is it did have some paranoia on the upper level. And, and the Golden Ghosts don't have any paranoia, which is almost scary because you're like, should I be scared? Can I, you know, but no, I haven't done anything weird. I haven't said anything weird to anybody. I'm just enjoying my vape as kind of a backwash in the program coffee and uh, feeling and looking good. And, and happy to be in my skin, which uh, you're from our side of the fence. Being comfortable in your own skin is worth a million dollars at least. Am I right? Yep. I agree. Priceless. Exactly. Well, why if you take care of yourself and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the Avengers one, Club? Go ahead. I I got to push your Almond Brothers stuff to the side. Late 80s, 90s, and middle 90s, EDM, fuck that, techno trance house music is making a huge comeback. Uh, it's the hottest thing going right now. And that music was really good, too. And really creative, and a lot of it analog, even though it's not electronic. Before you kick off. I mean, that's nice. I love you all. Take care, Wave. Have a great night. You too. Bye. One and only Wave calling from the mainland, South Florida, Hollywood. Uh, we got nine minutes to go in the program, and we have uh, a, a challenge to the tune of $25 on the table, courtesy of Billable Rick. That would be the... Uh, That would be the Fight On, Don't Back Down, Summer of Love, Near Albatross, $25, $50 challenge. And like I said, that would get us down to four thirty-four. dollars uh, Yes, Ralph, uh, the man we now call Wave was formerly known as Scary Jerry, but he's no longer scary anymore. So he has adopted a new moniker. But, yeah, if somebody wants to jump in on that challenge, that would really be wonderful. And remember, 
uh, program note, I will be late to the mic tomorrow uh, because I'm doing a Roxanne Kincaid amateur mid-trans. See what I did there? Stop it. So I uh, probably... You know, it, it, the, I'll be on the air by 6 at the latest. Okay, just bear that in mind and we will... I'll, I'll babble for a minute and then we'll jump right into the front porch conversation. Randy Radar says, contrary to public opinion, your job is not to hit the lottery. Your job is to simply survive retirement. Truth in that. Uh, golf weather today. Billable Rick says, I dressed for 38-degree weather for my 640 tea time. And was ple- oh, you're, you're going to do this, aren't you? And was pleasantly surprised to have 48-degree weather at that time. By the end of my round at 915, it had warmed to about 55 Although it was a little breezy and partly cloudy, it was quite comfortable, and the visibility south toward downtown L.A. and north toward the mountains was magnificent. Uh, FYI, the challenge can carry over to tomorrow if necessary. Okay. be great if it got met this evening. Interesting you would mention the, your uh, temperate weather. Because, uh, lo and behold, this just landed in my inbox from our friends at Appalachian Electric Power. Potentially severe weather heading your way. You love it when the power company tells you that. Appalachian Power is preparing for the next round of winter weather, which could potentially impact your area in the coming days. I think it should probably begin. Dear ratepayer, dear customer, uh, dear schmuck, this storm has potential to bring strong winds and frigid temperatures, possibly causing power outages. You know, when AEP says possibly causing power outages, what they actually mean is, you're going to be in the dark. Uh, we know you depend on us. No, we don't. To keep your power on. <laughs> Please. And our storm response team, you know, both of those little old men, is prepared and on alert for the possibility of service restoration work. Nah, I kid. Those guys work really, really hard. It's not their fault that the, the, the corporation dumps all of its money into shareholder profits instead of maintaining their uh, lines. We are closely monitoring weather forecasts and will continue to update you as information becomes available. In the meantime, we encourage you to be prepared should outages occur. Be prepared when outages occur. Check out the resources below for additional information. Make a plan, they say. Charge your devices. Prepare an emergency kit. Don't pick up the downed lines, dumbasses. Helpful information. Uh, TJ said, I loved hearing from Reverbo. He's pretty cool. T.J. Reverbo is the king of cool. Aw. Uh, Jessica up in the greater Rochester metropolitan co-prosperity sphere says, Hollywood, my lovely bride's hometown. Oh, Yeah, uh, she had told me that she's a Florida girl and sometimes the Minnesota winters a bit get under her skin. So I'm not quite sure when this brutal weather hits. Hopefully not. Oh, there it is. 
Uh, high wind warning. These conditions are expected by 10 a.m. Friday, January 12th. Let's see what they do. So, uh, just in time for Friday on the front porch. High wind warning. Severity. Severe. Significant threat to life or property. Weather event onset, 10 a.m., January 12th. Description, high wind warning. This is in all caps, by the way. Maybe I need to read it in the Trump voice. High wind warning in effect from 10 from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Friday. Nah, it doesn't work that way, does it? Wind advisory in effect. Wind advisory in effect from 10 p.m. Friday to 8 a.m. Sunday. Well, it looks like I'll be putting the grill together late on Sunday then. Southeast winds 30 to 40 miles an hour with gusts up to 65. And, yeah, that's me. Damaging winds will blow down trees and power lines. Widespread power outages are expected. Travel will be difficult, especially for high-profile vehicles. Uh, That's another way of saying, you're going to love driving across the New River Gorge Bridge, Miss Kincaid. Oh, dear. Well, I hope we have a front porch tomorrow. I shouldn't have to go across the bridge before 10, uh, before 10 a.m., so hopefully uh, I'll get um, the worst of it will be passed. But it's going to get ugly tonight. And that's before the zero degree stuff hits us on Wednesday. All right, everybody, thanks for popping by. Thanks for being here. Thanks for putting up with my little conniption earlier. It's just scary, that's all. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our challenge makers, our respondents there too, and our a la carte contributors, one and all. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live, the one and only, except no substitutes. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment. Say hi. Whatever. Uh, It helps uh, build the visibility of the program. It really, really does. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a mighty proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. Get your RSV vaccine. Get your pneumonia vaccine. Wear your mask, especially if you're around maggots, because they are a disease-bearing lot. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance as best you can in these indoor days and uh, if you know who comes towards you down the sidewalk galumphing and burbling I'm being persecuted 
Well, avoiding it went Nero like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later.